You are listening to the Enormo Cast. Hello and welcome to the Enormo Cast. This is your host, Chris. Hey. Hey, dude, it's me. Wait. What the? It's f- your middle hair, bro. <laughs> Ooh, thanks. Little dank in here. Who the hell are you? I'm your mid layer. The layer between your base layer and your shell. It's the most important layer of layers, in my fleecy opinion. Anyway, what are you doing? I'm making a podcast in my cold basement. <laughs> what, is your mom going to get mad if you turn up the heat, Mr. Podcaster? Yeah, hilarious. It may be a basement, but at least it's my basement. Anyway, I'm kind of busy. What do you want? Well, I just wanted to tell everybody about the mid-layer, man. The mid-layer is the most useful layer in your closet, bro. Perfect for exercise, climbing rock or ice on dry, chilly days. Of course, keeping you warm and cozy under your shell, or just hanging around. Well, you do get a lot of wear in my life. That's because I know I'm your favorite, bro. I'm a black diamond coefficient hoodie. Warm, great movement, slim fit under your puffier shell, and I make you look like a fine figure of a man. Or maybe the captain of a starship, I can't tell which. But I do make a stylish scene at any occasion, or at least any occasion you'd want to go to. That's pretty true. But check this out. Black Diamond has a whole line of coefficient fleece. Full zip, quarter zip, pullover, LT, quarter zip, LT vest, or some other mumbo jumbo. It's all there at blackdiamondequipment.com or your favorite local shop, bro. Coefficient fleece is like wearing actual sunshine on the bleakest of days, my dog. Do people actually go to stores anymore? They should. A good climbing shop is the soul of the sport. Anyway, you should get back to work. The people want their spray. Well, thanks for stopping by, bro. You know I do love my coefficient hoodie from Black Diamond. Love you too, man. How about a hug? Bring it in, bro. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? Are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, a big place. That's, out. Out. That's a big nice. place. You sold it's it out. Out. I'll see. You really should. The hell are you doing? I couldn't sleep. I'm checking the ropes. I was afraid end on Europe. And I'm cutting it out. Good weather. Bad weather. Now or later, anytime. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment, La Sportiva, and with support from Maxim Ropes. Maxim has been keeping the normal cast off the deck since 2012. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the Enorma cast. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Enorma cast. This is your host, Chris Galus. It is... February 23rd, 2023, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and this is episode 258 of the Enorma Cast, the long-awaited TAPS 2023. And this is an epic podcast. It may be the most epic podcast ever made. That's maybe a stretch, but it is the longest Enorma Cast I think I've ever posted that wasn't in two parts. So as you get into this thing, you know, take a break. Don't listen to it all at once, maybe. Just, you know, take it easy. And since we live in sensitive times, I'll put a little disclaimer here. This is probably the raunchiest of all the taps, okay? We talk about sexual congress between consenting adults occasionally. 
We use the F word a lot. Also, we probably make fun of you, or at least something that you do, which is fine. As long as you're not hurting anybody, just keep doing it. Doing it in defiance. Like, fuck you, Enormacast. Carabiner on my chalk bag for life. You know, the only people in your life that you normally make fun of, frankly, are your friends and family. So here we are, friends and family. And I want to shout out to our sort of impromptu sponsor, Brooklyn Distilling Company, and their 77 Whiskey. Brad over there got in touch with me years ago, actually, and sent me a couple bottles just out of appreciation for the Enormacast. And then he started kind of sponsoring the TAPS edition, despite the fact that it is a little bit risky to do that. Anyhow, he once again came through with some whiskey. I appreciate that, Brad. And if you want to support Brooklyn Distilling Company, go to brkdistilling.com. That's brkdistilling.com. Click on the Where to Buy tab and get yourself some or get some for a whiskey drinker in your life. And perhaps the most important thing is that like Belay Specs and Peter Gilroy, when you support Brooklyn Distilling Company, you support a climber who started it, runs the business, and uh, it's just a small, small game that he's playing over there. So selling whiskey keeps him in climbing gear. Cool. Let's get to it, huh? Taps 2023, the end of the quietude. The high-flying monsters of Sportiva Rock Shoe lineup return this weekend to your local crag for the Enormacast back-to-spring monster-sending season. Come see the La Sportiva solution lead the charge as the greatest sport-climbing and bouldering beast of all time. Or watch as the 10,000-horsepower Testarossa burns down your project. The new and improved Katana Lace-Up will blow your mind and don't be fooled by the dainty Sportiva mantra. It's smearing and grabbing power plays rough with those gym holds. Come for the leather, but stay for the midfield halftime show of the new Squama Vegan, all the heft without the harm. Sportiva has it all, from jamming to smearing to edging to hooking. This Sunday and every Sunday from here to eternity. Get your feet in any of these fueled up high octane climbing shoes at Sportiva.com or your favorite local shop. And crush your project! (coughs) (coughs) Sportiva.com Wait, wait. Wait. Start over? Yeah. Okay, we're we're recording. Quiet on the set. Three, two. Hmm. It's a somber way to start the show, Andrew. I'm fired up right now, Chris. <laughs> I can tell. No disrespect to the, uh, the those in our armed services, but we usually start the show with the song Taps. Which is from an album on Spotify called Patriotic Music for All Occasions. Okay. So there me? you go. And podcasts. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. all this would in- be included in all occasions. <laughs> So no disrespect there. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the TAPS theme has to do with the theme of the show, which is the uh, dying trends or hopefully dying trends 
or risen from the dead trends in uh or trends in that won't climbing die. or trends that won't die. And uh this is a um listener mail submitted taps edition. Not entirely, but we've got a whole bunch of suggestions from listeners. So there was people that complained about the same same things. But uh the one that got the most crossover through emails, the zombie of taps are bad Craig dogs slash owners. Mm. That seems to be a very hot topic. And the people who don't own bad dogs, or maybe the ones that do just think everybody else's are bad. But yeah, that just comes back. And I think we covered it quite a few episodes Can ago. Can we just replay the last episode? Yeah, go find that <laughs> on the episode. I just wanted to say that, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was a repeated theme and mostly a by the way. Like, here's my one and my second one. And then by the way, Craig dogs, shitty Craig dogs suck. So, <laughs> anyhow. Um, welcome to my guests. Uh, on my left here, we have Mary Harland. This will be number three or number four? Third, please. Third. Third time on the Enormacast. Hi, hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Salo is uh, sort of kitty corner from me. Mm-hmm. Andy, uh, this is your second appearance on TAPS. On taps yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, he just moved into town and got right on the mic last year. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. right off the boat. Yeah. After we, Dilk died. Yeah, after Dilk was, <laughs> God was bless summarily Dilk. killed yeah. by, by Taps. Yeah. I got a lot of requests for Dilk. Dilk, if you're listening, buddy, people love you. They still love we you. We love you. Yeah. So, and then on my right, my compatriot from the Run Out podcast, which is sort of like Taps every month, <laughs> which I'm not the only one to point that out. That's been pointed out by our listeners as well. Um, this is sort of a more organized bitch session than, than what we do on the run out. Yeah, this, anyway. is, this is professional on like the amateur hour that we were running over there. Yeah, according to Honold, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, um, what did it? There's no quality control. Yeah, no quality said. control at the run out. Anyway, Andrew Bishrat's on my right. So welcome, Andrew. Thanks again for doing this. And I think that actually the TAPS did very much parlay into us uh, joining forces on the runout. So you've yeah. been you've been here for a year after year after year. All right, so. cheers to that, guys. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. The runout, NormaCast Nexus here on the taps. And thank you, Andy, for pointing out that I will also give a shout out to Seventy Seven Whiskey, Brooklyn Distilling in Brooklyn, New York. Once again, have sponsored the taps edition with a few bottles of Seventy Seven Whiskey. And uh, in the show notes, I'll put where you guys can get that. But if you look online for at Brooklyn Distilling, would be a great place to start. Except for Brooklyn is spelled in the old timey way. Look on the show notes. Anyway, thanks to those guys over there, Brad, for doing it up again at kind of short notice. He popped these bottles of whiskey in the mail pretty immediately, so appreciate that. And hopefully, it will fuel the discussion. I'm gonna have a sip. Well, this is already the second bottle. <laughs> when you were running out for that HD card, we got yeah. crazy. Yeah, I forgot the HD card. All right, well, and we're uh, located here at uh, Bergner Law Office uh, Studio. So if you need some some lawyering, give her a call. She's good, people. She is good. If the TAPS edition inspires you to end your marriage, call Bergner Law. Exactly. Because you put it on for the third time. And your partner's like, do we have to listen to that again? Um, Remember how I met somebody new because of belay specs? Well, let me tell you, this is going to help me meet somebody new again. All right. So the, uh, the, the rough categories are trends. And maybe sacred things that are dying, we think, are, are leaving the sport for better and worse. Actually, that one goes both ways. The other general category are things we'd like to see killed. 
um, or, you know, summarily put on the iceberg and, and put out to sea. Um, and that, that was the heavy one from the listeners. It was, they, were, they had some things to say about shit they don't want to see anymore. And then the other w- rough category is the zombies, the things that we've been literally like agreed upon getting rid of, and they just keep coming back. Some of the callbacks to the old episodes and things like that. So oh, let's jump into it. Okay. Yeah. Give the listeners what they wanted. Exactly. Um, on the top of my list, and this is a very broad one, so we may we may be here a while, but is um, honesty. Mm. I think honesty is a trend that's that's disappearing and climbing, okay. or at least it's it's a little under siege by social media. Can you and, give um, a more concrete example? Well, I can just say that that, uh, and this is this was one I was thinking about, but some listeners also talked about this, but just the kind of vagueness of what you actually did on your climb when it's presented in social media. And I think we've been, we've been down the, so it's, this is kind of combined with some, some stuff we've talked about before, but there's the nature of social media and it's like condensed version. It's like people f- may feel the need because of the space to leave out sort of the details, but you know, it can, it can take very egregious examples I mean, you could just flat out lie, but I'm talking more about just not kind of filling in the details of what actually happened. If pitches got red pointed or if they got top roped or. But hasn't that been going on since the dawn of climbing? It's not just, it doesn't seem like a new phenomenon, but we could talk about it. It's great. Yeah, Yeah. let's go. Well, I think what you're describing is something that annoys me a lot, which is these Instagram captions that are. Yeah, they're just hard to like plow through what it is that someone's saying. It's like, did you do this route or not? And it's like 500 well, words the, of like just blather about the process and the experience and the the journey, the journey, yeah, and all the ticking all the boxes on like their story. Um, but it's unclear what what it is, and it go it like dovetails in with the death of jur- climbing journalism in general, where there's no like news source or official news report that just says like this person did this route and it's this hard and other people have done it too and they have also confirmed that it's this hard and whatever it is it's instead everyone's just getting their like information about climbing through through these like kind of opaque journal entries that are just you know these public instagram posts is that is that kind of what you're like getting yeah i mean it's it's a broader yeah it's a broad thing and again what you're saying andy is is definitely true that it's always been in climbing, but I think, you know, we had these ethics battles in the past where, where things, you know, were, that people were forcing each other to hammer them out and certainly lying flat out about your climb. And that's not really what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. going on Instagram and posting, like I climbed 14A yesterday, you know, it would be, suck a, it. yeah, suck <laughs> it would be, a, you know, in a picture of, <laughs> of some cliff, I, you know, yeah. could be a total lie, but it's more like the, the manipulation and it, and it's like kind of in my thing I've noticed recently, and this is like a total, you know, mean little bitch. But um, like if someone's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I just did my first five twelve, you know, it's a, it's a rocks. Well, no, you know, it's a twelve A <laughs> or a twelve minus. Like, mm-hmm. call yeah. it what it is. Yeah, yeah. there's an enormous difference between a twelve A and a twelve D, and I would I would never personally I just would never say. 
it, what you're getting at, do you know what I mean? Not, like just yeah, get, but like the person that's psyched on their first five twelve, do you really think they know the difference between twelve and? I don't think no, they're honestly. No, no, being, I know, but they know what they did. I don't think it's because intentional. They're leaving they that out yeah. though. I think that's I, what I'm there's saying. two different things. When you're it's okay, not, if you no, said, "Oh, I did my first V seven, and you did face in the crowd at Little Rock City," everybody knows that that's the ones. No, 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 no. You're you're missing my point. Is that root rated V seven? Uh, yeah. Officially? I, I don't know. I haven't seen a book. In a okay. Minute. If it is in the book and it's V7, that's not what I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about like, I did my first 512. Like. Right. But we, I mean, we are. Or it's like I climbed El Cap and it's right. like, well, did you do, what did you do? Right. Like, right, did you right. just like get your ass dragged up there yeah. by your dad? I mean, you know what it was because but you yeah, climbed I feel it. Like you the- know what it was because you climbed it. In the book, mm-hmm. it says it's 12A. I'm not saying whether. It really is 12A, but you did your first 12. Yeah. No, you did your first 12A. Yeah. You didn't do your first 12B or your first 12C or your first 12D. You did your first 12A. Or in Indian Creek, it's the, you're, it was 12 minus. To me, it, you're, you're leaving out something you know, and it's one more tap of your thumb to put the fucking letter Ladder. grade on there. <laughs> and, and if anybody who climbs knows you can climb 12A for the rest of your life and maybe never climb a 12D. Because there's a vast, enormous difference between the two. So put it in there and be honest with yourself about well, what so you, you did. So you want people it's to great. say, I did my first 512 that was not a C or a D? No, you just put the actual Because <laughs> they say that. It. Just say 512A. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I <laughs> want to go back to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, pushing back because I think that the people that are saying that do not understand the differences in the letters. Yeah, but who cares? They know what the grade is. What if I said I climbed my first 513? Can then I say Then I would it? assume that you climbed a 13A and you broke into the 513 grade. Okay. And you still have four letters to go before you hit 514. Do you, do you know? Um, what, I'm yeah, but put the grade on letter. it. You know what it is. It, you chose it because it was a 12A. <laughs> right. Okay, so it's you know? like a question of integrity, right? <laughs> look, look, hold on, hold on. Uh, let let me go back to this real quick. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> If I'm not I think you, but the other thing is if you you know if that person his, their first 512 was in fact they leapt from 11D to 12C uh-huh. you know for fucking sure they'd put the C on there because they perhaps. want us no no right perhaps. right right well and there's also <laughs> yeah, I don't because know man when I've I seen there's, this there's, done there's ignorance and there's integrity and there's like people definitely muddy the waters right like I I can assure you that people think the difference between 59 and 510 mm-hmm. is the same difference between 511A and 512A. And right. we know that that's not the case, but these people don't. I don't know. I think by the time you get to 512, you're Maybe. kind of feeling you it. You should know. Yeah. You should know. Because okay. you know, sure as hell know the difference between 11A and 11D yeah. by then. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Do you know Timmy Kang? Yeah, he did. He, his first, first 514 was Bad was, Girls Club. It was a 14D. <laughs> did that he say very it? first one. I don't two, know. It, it, it would be funny if that's the way he presented that. <laughs> I know it's a small thing. I just like, it's a little, it's a little like straw on the pile uh-huh. of like muddying the waters. And, yeah. and the one person who, the, the person who wrote in about this or one of them wrote in about the fact that like tactics matter when you're doing something that's dangerous. And that was, yeah. their, their point was like, you, you know, if you go and you say, I did this, you know, we're talking British people, like an E8 or an E9, mm-hmm. like there's so many ways in which you went up, could go about that. Did you ground up? Did you top rope the shit out of it? Like, 
Did you shit your pants while leaving? Yeah. I mean, that's a good part of the story, but they were pointing out like, yeah, let's get, you know, you have to put some of the details in because- They matter. Details matter. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I really want to say this. Number one, it seems to me like it's a question of integrity versus maybe ignorance, right? I mean, that to me is the difference between what you guys are talking about and just to address what the, the guy said that wrote in. It also really does bother me when you get on a route in the Black Canyon and somebody didn't tell you that it's run out for the first 40 feet of the first pitch or something like that's kind of annoying. But what's more annoying is when people are writing the monologue on Instagram, like what you were describing, Andrew, where people are writing this monologue and you don't really know what they did. They're not giving you any details and they're talking about the quietude. Like I actually how their daddy didn't love them. Yes, their daddy didn't <laughs> love them and the and they felt quietude. And I'm like, I don't want to know about your quietude. I actually want to know like how is the route? What did it feel like? What was hard? What was not hard? Like there should, be, there, should, there should be this I'm, like uh Russian style template where it's just like name of route. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Days yeah. to complete. Yeah. You let's know, get, just like very let's like, get the real information <laughs> here. Like let's stop well, talking about our Having quietude. What do you That's mean? That's why what I, is like, I do like the green, the like green your boxes. journey. Are we that what we're talking? It's about? your like journey into the quietness of nature and the way it feels <laughs> okay. with the wind on your face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <And> quietude. <laughs> okay. Quiet with the quietude. So, Already. All right. So, you, Andy, would you say that the this sort of thing that I'm talking about is not any worse or better than it ever was it's the same man it's the same dude i mean you you like yeah you you know you go to like old climbing magazines and you see a news blurb and there's some crusty fucker out there who's like oh dude well when so-and-so came to town and did that route what they don't tell you is that he you know blah 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 like my wife oh wait did i say that out loud (laughs) god damn it <laughs> you took it there, used, Chris. Speaking of the old days, that yeah. used to happen a lot too. It still happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for some no, for some reason, I was, yeah, there's some story about that that popped into my head. Actually, was it like a wolf thing? Uh, were you involved? Yeah, might have been, that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he stole our roots and our girlfriends. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, had his way. I'm sure you, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so maybe I'll move on. Yeah. I Well, what's funny is that, so I think that problem's been around in climbing since Mm -hmm. climbing was ever, you know, documented and pushed forth. But, you know, I also think that social media is doing the social media thing where everybody can now do that. Right. So it's not just the one guy calling Climbing Magazine from the payphone at Wild Iris being like, yeah, I flashed through on the hula hand. And now it's like, with a phone you could do it so that kind of does segue into the the, one of the other ones which is the influencers thing yeah Um, yeah 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 which i think a lot of that's for a little bit later though oh sorry yeah that's on the death list (laughs) what list is this on this is on trends that are dying and i said i have this old person way of thinking that it's all crumbling but and then i started thinking about when you were just talking like maybe Social media keeps us honest because the payphone to the one editor. It's harder to fact check, man. Yeah. You know, like you got to call the dude who may have been there. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like sort of when Saeed, I think when like Saeed's thing fell apart. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was easier because it was like, oh, well, 
I know people in the Frankenure and I could go call them and right. Oh, conditions were actually terrible that day. You know, yeah. I don't know. So. And I'm not like calling people liars because they said they did their first five, no, no, no. twelve A. I just want like I want everyone to like step up their game of because it's like be honest with yourself. What did you really do? Like integrity. Integrity. It's what you do when I nobody's know. looking. So maybe integrity's on the chopping block and yes. not honesty. 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 Mm-hmm. Such a something. How's that go? All right. Anything else to say about that? No. Don't okay. bang my wife. <laughs> <laughs> or my husband. Unless I'm watching. <laughs> Cuck a doodle doo. <laughs> Wedding rings are the original red tag. <laughs> <laughs> we all know which climbers just used to blow off red tags too. Yeah. Um, the same ones. Okay, how about uh how about the ATC? Is mm. it over? It is fucking done. Like okay. it, and, and I'm talking about like we'll use ATC. <laughs> sorry, Black Diamond, you know, you're my sponsor, but we'll use ATC as a as a proxy for a non-auto locking device. Or brake assisted device. You got to be careful. Brake assisted. Oh, brake assisted. Well, I think. I didn't make it. Well, the guide, I think, is auto locking versus a Grigory would be brake assisted, right? I just. I don't know. What is the context of getting into Yeah, let's see about the Well, because of. And we've talked about this a little on the run up because of um, the sort of hubbub around a couple Grigory posts that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which I said that I still like the ATC for certain things like multi-pitch climbing. And you do, I do. I have my reasons. I don't need to get into them right now, but I said that. And basically it a, a, none of your bees. Yeah. <laughs> I may have, we're a podcast. Come I on. May, I may have like, it was like, I just, you know, took a whole bunch of baby seals and like lit them on fire. People were pissed <laughs> like that. I use an ATC at all. And then there was another one. Where I talked about the ways in which I use the Grigri, um, because in that I use an old way of doing it, the, the way they they taught us, the literally. way that they kick you out of gyms for, yes, yeah, and that too made me basically made me like persona non grata, and so basically I was like, am I the only person left in the world using a ATC to no. belay a leader? At any time. Well, is it a guide ATC or is it just a normal ATC? Well, it doesn't matter if you're blind a leader, you use it as the... the, the well, it matters because then if you carry an ATC on your harness, you're literally carrying something that can only belay like off your harness, really. Yeah, that's a good. I it's mean, kind the of thing pointless. That, one of the things that should die is are those like single the ATCs. regular ATC. Well, you know those ones that are just like a a single just yes. for a single rope ATC. Yeah. Like, do those still exist? That? Yeah. Get they rid do. of that. Yeah. No one should buy that. Really? Yeah, they I think exist? so. Yeah. Because the one, the one that only uses a single rope is one of those assisted. No, um, they make ones that are just passive that without like huh. any kind of brake assist. What the it's hell like, is, what, what's the point? You mean that? like ATC, like BD does or they're out there I think BD somewhere makes else? Yeah, really? I agree. Yeah. Because the one BD. that only, the one I know of that they make only runs one rope, but it's one of those assisted ones that locks if it, you know, like the bamboo one. It's like yeah. a jewel. I, I yeah. could be, yeah. I could be um, not up to date on my climbing. Yeah, but here. well, either well, way, yeah. whether it's okay, a so single strand or a double double okay. strand that it can hold, it's pointless if it doesn't have that guide mode because yeah. that's why I would have an ATC with me, okay. so I can give a top belay 
and belay somebody from the bottom. Right. Well, so ATC and it's brake assisted. Right. ATC no guide out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do they Get, make those still? Yeah, they yes. Do. Okay. Black Diamond makes one. Sorry, Black Diamond. I know. Well, everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone company makes, makes one. one. Yeah. It's, it's like just the weird. Thing. Like, is it why just, are they selling? That? Is it just like a boomer thing? They're like they'll still buy these things. We yes. have a market. I've seen them. I've seen people blay on. Well, I know. I, I know like, they're like, out there. That's why I'm really, saying they're dying. Well, think about guiding. I mean, yeah. a lot of people bring their ATC. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it's like you don't really know when you first start climbing that that's what you're buying. When it comes in the package right, well, with the harness and the. It comes in a package of five hexes, yeah. <laughs> two tricams. Right. Let's roll it back, though. Uh-huh. Let me roll it back to the original Some question. Some ball nuts. Right. Is it dying? Nut. Is, is that it, your question? So is this, is this group in the, in, the, in the group that no matter what the climbing situation is, whether you're out trad climbing, whether you're in the backcountry, you should no longer use an ATC-type device to belay a leader or is it still okay uh, well I'm, I'm with mary where it's it's an atc but it has to have the guide mode. yes yeah but what yeah. if you're doing single pitch stuff only grigri no single pitch only grigri no 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 because what if you're doing like a double rope thing yeah you need it for rappel yeah. no 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 you need it like you're blaying somebody who's climbing on double oh, on ropes. Two ropes yeah, there's, yeah. There's i mean you could try pretty, it with two bunch of british listeners are like yeah, they're getting yeah, all bloody yeah, fucking yeah, worked yeah, up. Yeah, because you Hello. Get, they're the only people who use double rope technique. And yeah. I guess maybe some of you gunks. Have you ever tried to duck tape um, two Ice climbing together? too, Chris. Thank you very much. <laughs> or the four rope? Yeah. <laughs> or the two groups. There you go. Weird. Let's do that tech tip. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, plenty of people still use them. Sure. And since I made that post about using them multi-pitch climbing, I have not. I don't think gone multi pitch climbing. I was gonna I thought you were gonna say I've not slept a wink from that harassment. <laughs> Keeps you up at night. It was a little bit. It was a little bit harsh because I mean I've done it for a long time. And, you know, ATC so, well, maybe no one guide. Of the things that should be no guide. Of- okay, I but mean- they didn't want me using it at all. Like the fact that I would belay a leader on a multi pitch route because if it's a guide, doesn't matter if you're belaying a leader. It works the same as a regular ATC. Was like. I might, I mean, again, I might as well just kill the person and get it over with. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy opinion. Okay. So I, I think maybe what goes in the taps things to die are that opinion. People minding their own <laughs> fucking business about what well, that's fine with. <laughs> that's long. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. Minding your own business is yeah. dead. <laughs> just shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. That's on the list of no, yeah. things that have died. Minding yeah. your own business. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Can we dig it up? The internet is not about minding your own business. <laughs> <Not> clearly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I won't get into the whole other thing about the ATC yeah. or about my Grigri technique. Um, we've done it elsewhere. So, so I think that like, I mean, it, it's obviously becoming less of a. I mean, you could probably look at the sales of these companies. Well, I, think, I mean, less people are using them in general. Well, more people should because they shouldn't be repelling on like. They shouldn't be doing the single rope repel Mm-mm. or like oftentimes they're like simul repelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the data points we to did look simul at would be on a, yeah. on a previous taps. Look sure. at what gyms are doing and what like is a gym requiring a Grigri as Absolutely. a play test. Right. So like, oh, yeah, it would question. seem that if that's the case, then ATCs are on their way out. Yeah, no, no. Because I don't know sure. how many gyms anymore you could even belay with an ATC. No, I got, I got, yeah. I was at the, um. Is it movement in Boulder? Is that the? It's not mm-hmm. a momentum. It's a movement. 
Mm, it's it's one of the m words it's like having a movement (laughs) you go there i usually do have a movement before i start climbing but um (laughs) anyway (laughs) that was an easy joke um (laughs) exactly um the that dude got shut down right next to us for using his atc oh yeah and it was of course an old guy I've been laying for 40 years. Exactly. <laughs> he goes and yeah. writes an angry post on yeah. Mountain Project. Yeah. I'm more angry. dangerous using a Gregory than yeah. I am an ATC. Like, I would have posted about it on Super Topo, but it's been shut down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You didn't know no. that? No. The yeah. taco's been gone for years. <laughs> like, uh, that's good for you. I'm the the fact guy. that you the fact that you didn't know that is actually a, a badge of honor. <laughs> that it, you ha, you did not lose one single night of sleep over the taco closing down. And there's a lot of people that did. Um, yeah, so I think most gyms are not because, I mean, I think statistically or whatever, it's your mom. Your mom's calling. I mean, literally. Your mom yeah, says hi. Mom. Yeah. Hey, mom. Mom. Yes, honey, I've been trying to get you. I'm on a podcast right now. I'll call you back. Okay. Okay. Bye. I love you. <laughs> She's like, a, a what now? <laughs> Honey, I think we need to call the police. I think Mary's <laughs> smoking a pod cracker or something. <laughs> oh, my mom. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to do What were we talking about? about? Okay. I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> Your so, mom. Topo, yeah. Super anyway. topo. Oh yeah, the super topo thing. Anyhow, anyway. um, yeah. So I I mean those things are clearly like on their way out. They they're becoming more and more niche, I think would would be the actual mm. kind of way to put it. So it's gonna be like a hipster climber with in like a full steampunk outfit comes into the gym and uses like <laughs> <laughs> And it's like a cool, trendy thing. He's got like, like huh. some, somehow he's got some gears on yeah. it that do things and stuff, and his like little whistle that toots. He might even have like who's a, that conductor a really from 1890? Blaine at the <laughs> Blaine at the lead wall with that weird, weird device and a cordelette on his harness. Exactly. Um, <laughs> listening to Mumford and Sons. <laughs> it is amazing how like. The Grigri has stood the test of time. Like, no one's been able to knock that fucking thing off. Never will. Never will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best. It's, I mean, and even the first one still. People prefer the first one. I know some, some yeah. do. And like, the very first one is still better than anything anybody else has come up with. So. It holds the rope better when somebody falls. The first one? It's got one, a better camming. Yeah. It has a better camming mm-hmm. device. Unless you hold the thing open. <laughs> in yeah. which case it doesn't work right, don't, get us started. <laughs> don't do that print mags dead oh All was dead. it this year we didn't talk about this last year um i don't know it's time's a flat circle <laughs> yeah um, climbing went out of business well and it's in business but they stopped printing magazines, magazines and, and rock and ice went out of business just got swallowed and, and, and hats off to you know the climbing Alpinist, scene climbing and the scene. yeah those are the only two left Mm-hmm. Grip is still hanging in. Are they printing mags? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, oh, I yeah. that's and, why. And I, hey, Root Setter Magazine. I mean, I know you guys have all picked that up. Oh, and is Jim Climber still on? No, no, no. That's done. Mary, it's twenty twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympics are over. <laughs> it hasn't Sorry, been, guys. Yeah, um, two thousand seven. No, that got that got <laughs> killed with rock and ice because it was yeah, blind yeah. rock and ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it, we can laugh all we want, but our like. Friends here in town, you know, got hosed by that shit. Totally. Um, Mm Because Rock and Ice was still here in Carbondale. 
when they in this sold. very building and Jim climbing. Yeah, actually, we're in there one of their old offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't put it dead because our friend Luke Mihal has the climbing zine, which you should support. And Derek uh, has the Alpinist. Yeah, Derek yeah. here in town is the editor of the Alpinist. So yeah. this place has been a hotbed of print climbing magazines. I think it's mm-hmm. just that it, it, you know, it's like everything else that sort of evolved with the internet that the stuff that didn't figure out how to evolve properly just died right and so alpinist and climbing zine figured out that long form storytelling was what people are still going to pick up you know like i I don't need to get my news from the alpinist because it's going to be a month old anyway i'm just going to go on instagram and see people doing their first 12a so or lying about it (laughs) well not lying we don't know we don't know we have no one to tell us (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I think that, like those two publications, for example, have figured it out enough ahead of the curve to, you know, they seem like they have holding power. In some ways, they, they, didn't, they didn't figure it out. It's just that the other two thought they could keep up. Well, I the think, other two got bought by Outside, yeah. which killed all of their... Titles. Yeah, I mean, I think... And so the, it was yeah, one uh, company that tried, put all their eggs in one business model basket. And they put, instead of investing their money in... Um, NFTs? In, in the magazines, they, oh. they yeah they started this goofy NFT outside uh, outer verse bullshit, which has been a complete fucking failure. And now, like you know, dozens of people are out of jobs, and um, uh, and our magazines are, are no longer in print. Mary is learning so much right now. <laughs> I don't know what NFT yeah, I mean, means. <laughs> I, I I wasn't I didn't shed a tear when they stopped printing right, mags. Right. So so anyhow, so yeah, this will be. What are you over there well, talking about NFTs? Poor Mary, she's, I don't know what NFTs. Okay. Hold on, can we it's pause? Like cryptocurrency. So I, can, I was going to say, can I, can we pause so I can explain crypto to her? <laughs> no. do, 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 do. Three hours later, <laughs> nobody understands it still. I'm some just guy make the, something up. It was going to sound convincing. There's some guy in the Bahamas that I is involved. Was like, That's no all you need to know. Time. The guy that lives on the Virgin Islands is she's the crypto still, guy. Another she's still, acronym for you, Mary. <laughs> I got acronyms. Yeah. Okay, no. Well, the thing you need what to know about really NFTs. The thing you need to know about them is nobody knows what they are. It and means it means non fungible token. That's what it means. Yeah. moving on. Yeah. If you don't understand that, then there's no hope for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. When was the last time I you call my mom back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just don't. Get fungible on us, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that word yeah. up. <laughs> um uh yeah, okay. Well, anyway, print mags on their way out, maybe the the zine and okay. I actually love print magazines, obviously, because <laughs> I'm like a little behind the times. But I love them because I love the way they feel in my hand and I love the way they smell. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, who does not like the There's smell? There's something tactile of new about a magazine. Pages. Yeah. For sure. You yeah. don't even have to read the magazine. You just have you to just sniff it. Smell it. <laughs> and you're good. <laughs> Maybe the Alpinist can run a scratch and sniff version for you. Yes. <laughs> I'll <laughs> talk to Derek. <laughs> be like, well, some page I'll have Messner's like double boots from 1968. You'll be like, <laughs> I did say that the smell of somebody determines Messner's how hard they climb. Messner's for Monday. This is it's true. Ad. You said that on the Enormicast. I did. That their stink, so, that their stink matters. It's a measure right? of their... Capacity. <laughs> Peter Hebeler's Long John crotch. <laughs> scratch, 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 scratch. For Everest's 75th anniversary, we're bringing you 
<laughs> Peter Hapler's Fermunda cheese, <laughs> sponsored by Adidas. Edmund Scratch Hillary's and sniff taint. edition. <laughs> No one ever did that. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. Now, actually, the zine, yeah. I don't know. The zine, zine get can on still that. do it. We're yeah. throwing that at you guys <laughs> or the alphabetist. <laughs> All right. The last one I have on my trends one, and these are mostly been ours, not the listeners, although people have piped in about this. But K2 was once like the anti Everest 8,000 meter peak. You know, mm. all the the tools are over there, and all the hard people are on K two. But I think that's kind of getting over. I mean, didn't we see some big heinous picture of a conga line type thing on K two now? Yeah, K two is the new Everest. You have to go to K one if you want to be really extreme, <laughs> <laughs> or K three. Yeah. Yeah. Which K is that's twenty twenty four. Yeah, exactly. K, yeah, don't blow it. Sorry. They haven't There's announced where it is yet. Guys so. are like, Shh. <laughs> yeah. There's a K seven. I know rad. there's a K7. That's got some rad house root on it. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. That's going to be the new Everest yeah. Yeah. this year. But it's like they couldn't. They couldn't hold. It's like they couldn't hold it together. You know, they. You just can't hold eight thousand meter peak climbing together as a as a. Well, I think well, I think the I real mean, answer to this question is that weather forecasting changed, and mm-hmm. the guiding industry just got like so efficient and dialed mm-hmm. in that they just figured out how to move their operation to all the eight thousand meter peaks. And K two is in part really hard because of the weather patterns in the Karakoram. From what I understand, I've never been there, but mm-hmm. um, so I think that's the the reason that the Everest Junk Show has come to K two, and it's probably only going to get worse this year. Actually, it's probably going to get worse because. I just saw that Everest on the China side is like on they might just have closed that down. Like mm. and so no one knows what's happening with the China side of Everest. So I think there's a whole business or operations or whatever they're called, guides who are, are normally based on the north side who are gonna be moving to other mountains and maybe K two will be part of Why'd that. they close it down? China's COVID just really just being weird. I China's weird, yeah. There's a I don't political know what it thing is. probably. They're, they're they setting put all the money balloons. in weather balloons. Right. Yeah. That's where they're sending them from. <laughs> yeah, that's the weather balloon uh, launch site. site yeah. <laughs> they just get to the top of Everest and just and let, let it go. Because yeah. then they're already at 30,000 yeah. feet or whatever. <laughs> did you guys, when you were in grade school, did you ever release balloons into uh, the sky? Yeah, yeah. It's just like with notes to send it back. Yeah, it's just like the worst environmental totally. idea. But like, yeah. I think our generation, every kid did that. Launching a bunch of rubber into the yeah. sky. Yeah. And then did you Perfect. do them with the n- note cards? That was the thing remember. at school. And then. If found, please return from wherever, and then you could find oh. out how far it flew. Mm. If someone picked up Did some I trash know. off the floor, off the ground, <laughs> in the woods, or fished it out of like some pond, it yeah. was like pulled like, it out of a seagull's yeah. neck. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. right. laughs> After they cut the tuna open, they're like, "Look, there's this card in here." <laughs> the freaking dolphin. <laughs> Anyway, Chris Kalu sent this one. Oh, look, he sent it with a six-pack plastic thing. (laughs) It's got two otter babies stuck in it. Yeah, you just open your can of tuna and it's It's there. there. (laughs) We found it its way home. (laughs) That would be amazing. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> that is so. Awesome. So anyway, K two, good day to you. Good, you used to be so rad. K two, the raddest thing ever. Yeah. I think we should actually, though, just note, like as a side note, that part of the reason also that K two is done, and for that matter, Everest. Is that there are some pretty like rad lines going up elsewhere that are pretty futuristic by pretty awesome people. It's part of the reason that some of those things aren't popular anymore and shouldn't be is because there's genuinely amazing climbing routes going up in other places. Honor those people. Right. From a climbing standpoint, that's yeah. why we've we've forgotten about it. Because it was like two or three years ago they who was it that tried? Didn't Corey Richards try and Maybe who yeah, Corey Richards and Topo Mena like tried to do like a new route on Everest. Well, it was hard. Yeah, it's basically really Everest is like a really hard fucking mountain mm-hmm. if not for the infrastructure that gets installed to mm-hmm. make it much easier. And so, anytime you go outside the, you know, the gated lines where you're allowed to step, then it gets really hard. Oh no, I was yeah. thinking of when the the fight happened. That was Uli Steck yeah. and um, yeah. Uh, the Sherpas and two other guys, two yeah. other Euro guys. I can't remember their names because they were oh, trying. Um, um, Hans Jorg, wasn't it Hans Jorg? No, no, it was the guy that climbed it in winter with Corey Richards. What's his name? The Italian dude. Oh, Simone Moro, yeah. uh, a British dude. Yeah, when Griffith or something like that. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. the first one where the fight happened, it was because they were literally kind of like wrapped up in the whole infrastructure, but trying not to use it. Yeah. And they were um, basically like. Which is almost impossible. Yeah. And it was. was And and they were causing problems and the Sherpas got pissed and they got in a fist fight or whatever. So, yeah. But the point being is even if you want to do something rad, it's like you can't help but get caught up in. In that. In the mess. And anyway, K2 is on its way. It's on its way. I'd say it's dying. It still holds a pretty high regard and respect as it should. But I'd say that there's going to be like tragedies and the usual there's going to be like an into thin air style thing that happens on k2 i'm predicting in the next decade that's a pretty good prediction yeah i mean not a good one but a yeah. you know a solid one well because solid. it is solid. it doesn't have it all it is harder yeah and so yeah these guides are going to be out even f- strung out even further when something hits the fan mm-hmm. so because the infrastructure in everest now is kind of compensated for that happening mm-hmm. and um you know there's been these structural changes that have made it even more safe and more able to evacuate people and things and none of that stuff exists on k2 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. plus it's in pakistan right yep so you're dealing with this whole other setup so yeah anyway hopefully not um all right here's a few from the listeners our our friend levi who uh is also a supporter of run out i believe um he what up levi yeah, he he kind of conjectured that the idea of booty is dying because it's, of social media because oh, you you can't Fuck it's almost people. like you can't okay, are we not talking about like oh yeah or are we talking about like <laughs> collecting booty like gear both okay because no. climbers are becoming so much more fit there's less booty <laughs> yeah and you know all the training is reducing booty and then also um yeah the idea that you can't, it's almost impossible to not know whose gear it was and to have them come knocking on your door it's for not a even, run out uh, thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's people think, well, the attitude is shifting that if you find gear on the, on the crag, it's your responsibility now to track that person down, mm-hmm. reach out to them, 
and get their gear back. And that's fucking crazy. Really? <laughs> yeah. People really think people oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's nuts to me. <laughs> okay. So way back when, you know, not even that far back. I'm not that old. Well, currently in some places. If I yeah. got a piece of gear stuck, I went, shit, there it goes. Yeah. Somebody's right. going to benefit off Somebody's going to benefit off And it was like, you know, the circle of life, right? Yeah. Like, oh, You'll get, find it was one. Whole, I'll find one somewhere else. It was a whole else. ecosystem. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now it's it's totally changed. It's totally changed. If you came across a cam and somebody saw you on a, you know, watching you scoop up this cam, they would shame you. You know, they'd be like, What are you doing? You gotta get to the owner and you gotta figure that out. You know, and it's just a whole it's just different. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of booty, done. Yeah, Do I write an way, Instagram yeah. post about my journey finding the person? Yeah, that yeah. would be nice. Your yeah. quietude. The quietude. My quietude, the quietude. <laughs> as I look out. for them. Yeah. I mean. What if we treated everything else, all our other possessions like that, where if we like lost, if I lost my iPhone, I just walked around until I found a new one, like <laughs> at a, a table in a library or something. Right. But I think that was like, oh, here's a new one. The oh, ecosystem is, yeah. it's evolved. It's coming back to you. Okay. Karma taketh and Dude. karma giveth. <laughs> if we walked outside to the rail trail where they got one of those free libraries, and we just like found a cool book. We would fucking take it and then say, here's a cool book. And then we'd go home, say, here's a book I don't need anymore. And you put that back in the right, free library. Right. And that system that's works. Yeah. Okay, so I like that system. What's you, wrong with the booty system? That is a good system. If you lose $100, no, if you find $100 in the parking lot, do you search for its owner or do you teach? I mean, it? I think you look around, you know. You do Nobody's this. around. What are you going to do? I this, mean, but see, the thing that's is, that's like a cam, though, right? I'm not gonna, yeah, but the thing is, the owner, yeah, right. You're not gonna try that. That's what you're getting at, and that, yeah. So, but I think you're absolutely right. Like, it's insane. The onus is on the finder, almost. Yes. Like, yeah, I almost don't so want to find booty because then I'm obligated to find out the person it belongs yeah. to. It's, it's so not stupid. Worth it. Just fucking clip like it and unclip it and leave it. Yeah, <laughs> my day's ruined. I found a new cam. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, because I the next yeah. couple of weeks I got to be doing emails and Instagram and totally. all this shit about this fucking gotta cam. Post pictures Fuck on it. it. Forget it. I'm yeah. leaving it. Leaving it. <laughs> just yeah. quitting climbing. Just just snip the trigger wires or something. Like fix it. <laughs> Move on, man. It's not worth it. <laughs> so, Levi, Levi, you're right, buddy. You're yeah. on to something there. God bless Levi. Yeah. He's got his finger on the yeah. zeitgeist. Let exactly. Um, <laughs> the, this, this one came in, which I didn't know about this. And we, we talked to uh, some people about uh, rec.gov on um, the runout that do all the national parks reservation systems. And it's apparently some uh, subsidiary of Boozler, blah, blah, like some intelligence company that works for the NSA government contracts um Snowden actually was working for him when when he ripped off the the stuff that he got in trouble for and that's who owns rec.gov so anytime you're paying money to rec.gov to like get a campground you're actually putting money into this company's pocket that is nefarious to say the least but the thing this person pointed out with and it was mm. Gus Gus brought this up is he he says that a camp 4 is is dying. It's on life oh, support. Yeah. And what he pointed out is this, and this is crazy time, is that in the season, you get on rec.gov. I don't know if you guys knew this. Probably not. And you pay $10 to get into a lottery for whatever sites are left for the t next two weeks. You can only do it two weeks ahead or a week ahead. Maybe it's just a week. And 
if you don't win the lottery, they fucking keep your 10 what? bucks. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So here, check this out. Fuck so that. The, 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 I looked at Mountain Project ab- about this when I saw Gus's thing. Of course, I found the, the forums that talked about this. But one guy like showed the equation like he had put his 10 bucks in when there was 11 sites left, right? Which if the, you know, it's 10 bucks to, to get the site mm-hmm. too. So this, the sites were worth $110 to rec.gov and, and, you know, whatever piece the government gets. Let's say a thousand people got online, which is not un, you know, unheard of when it comes to these Yosemite camping grounds. Sure. And all of them gave 10 bucks. Nobody gets it back, but the, the sites were only worth $110 to the, to the park service, but they could make thousands upon thousands of dollars at, on every one of these lotteries. That pisses me off. It's fucking That's gnar, scum isn't it? Like, shit. Yeah. Go- so gone are the days of standing in line oh, yeah, it's gone. and waiting gone. for your- Wow. This is the only way to reserve a site there. Yes. And it's not... The one thing about it is a lot of regular campgrounds, you can reserve them months out. Yeah. This one is right then like it's only for the like the, the next seven days but you instead of being instead of being in line you're just sitting there in the in the parking lot on your app on your phone yeah wow oh God. it's dead as shit man yeah so it's done wow yeah. camp four shut it down that yeah. is like messed up on multiple levels we have to go back so to camp up. three and camp two and <laughs> fuck. camp five i guess is that on k2 it's near K3. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can anyone tell me what the K stands for? I, I uh, meant killer. to ask. Huh? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> no, there were peaks that, I don't know what the K stands for. Karakoram. Oh, yeah. I guess that's oh. right. So it was the second peak they found in the K, in the. Karakoram. I think it's height. Oh, uh, okay. What's no. taller than K2? No, K1. because there's K7 and stuff. It must be in the range. No one's found it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it Sorry, sick. I didn't mean to derail that. It's but near K3. Man, Camp 4, dude. Wow. Yeah. So, huh. and, 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 you know, he kind of conjectured, like, climbing campgrounds in general. But, but let's, you know, that, that's pretty bad. Like, that's, that's pretty bad. bad. I mean, I don't think, like, you can knock the Alpine Club for swooping up cer- certain campgrounds and mm-hmm. making them sort of commercial ventures. But right. I don't think they're not coming close to that. Right. I mean, that's. Sort well, of- the other thing that sucks about that is that climbers. I mean, remember when they were going to bulldoze it like a decade ago? Yeah, totally. And climbers and Chenard put a bunch of money in their lawsuits and stuff. And it was like climbers stopped this from happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And I mean, and then the whole rec.gov thing is, as we heard from these other folks that we talked to, is like completely fucked. And, um, and it's, you know, for profit. And so you think your money's like, oh, it's going to the park. They'll use it to like, no, you know, it goes clean up pine big, cones or no, whatever. No. Do they clean up pine cones? Anyway, they'll use it I'm to rake sick the forest, of all those pine right? cones. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's only a piece of it's gone, and the rest of it's gone to this like nefarious yeah. company that's probably listening to us right now. Blackwater. Yeah, yeah. they've got us tapped. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tap them. Did it. Yeah. Tap their asses. Tap tax. All right. So we agree with you, tap, Gus. Tap. Climber Campground Camp Four Camp is. Four. Is Camp on, Four is out. It's on life support. That sucks. That's really sad. Yeah, yeah. that is really sad. That's like a piece of history going away. Here's yeah. some. Somebody brought, wrote in. Um, it's Leif. Leif. It's spelled like Leif, but with a V. And I assume that anyway. Leif. He he talked about something. Maybe he wanted it to die, but I I I started to think about whether it is dying or not because of our experience at the gym in in Boulder is um. At least places I've been recently, like 
got dudes taking their shirts off seems to be like less popular. Hmm. Hmm. Am, am I, am I, I mean, maybe you guys don't have a lot of gym, gym experience, but we, I, well, we were in that gym. Remember I pointed out in that entire gym and it was busy ish. I was like, look, there's one dude in here with his shirt off right now. Well, there's policies against it. I, I don't think there is mm. at this place, or at least no one's bugging but, that guy. Well, yeah. I, but I know there's Some policies. Some gyms do. Against, yeah. In Salt Lake, they're very strict. I'm Are fine they? about yeah. that. Yeah. But in um, in Boulder, it's a free-for-all. Well, but, it, but I, it's like- uh, Maybe I'm the odd guy right. out, but I have no problem with that. Like, oh. there's nowhere else in public you would go where it's like, you know, inside- that it's socially acceptable to take your shirt off. Right. You don't go to the movies and like, hey, like that crew up there has got their shirts off. <laughs> you know? So you're like okay we're watching with- the new Avengers movie and like this dude's got his shirt off. So you're you're okay with them not having their shirts off. No, no, I'm saying I'm against that. I'm saying that like I don't want that in the movie theater. I right. want everybody to be dressed. Right. So I'm okay in the climbing gym oh. like somebody's got their shirt on. Yeah. Not a big deal. So it's like the one place you can express yourself. Show your nipples. No, you want to go outside, go to the beach, go to where, where, like. Yeah, I'm confused. So you want your shirts on in the gym? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I got confused. Why is that so hard? I thought you were saying that it was like, it was the one place you could be free. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no, no. No. He does not want freedom in the gym. Okay. Because I've remarked uh, a number of times um, that our gym here, our little climbing gym, there is definitely a culture against taking your shirts off yeah. and and it it's the owner is who's created the culture i don't think he has an official policy mm-hmm. um but he doesn't let his team kids do it and like well, he's that would I've be seen weird him, i've seen him not go to somebody and be like dude put your shirt on but but make some snide comment about the person to like kind of shame them into putting. i don't know shirt do, on. do you ever have you ever been in a gym shirtless yes oh not in <laughs> what about the- you andrew no, I don't take my not shirt off, not very. even to shower. I have worn just my sports bra in a gym. But a sp- yeah, but a but, sports bra. But I, mean, I feel like for, I mean, this might sound weird, but I feel that's like fine. for women, it is maybe more acceptable because we're not really hairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to see men's sweaty body hair. I don't. So I mean, as, long like as, as, yeah. as long as they shave. As long as you shave your It could be a back. thing. As long as they shave themselves clean. I don't know. I kind of just don't want to yeah. see naked men Look, in I, the gym. I don't have like a super personal problem with it, but I, I, there's two things. Is it, it, it is a little aggressive, I, I find. And, you know, I'm sort of like sympathetic to the women in the gym or, or people. Even just new climbers. Excessive. I mean, yeah, there's, new, there's a gatekeeping right, aspect right. to it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one is I tend, it tends to be people that I'm finding that they've yeah. acting. In have, a, you ever, <laughs> have you ever been like, that shirtless guy is cool and go talk to him and strike up a conversation? <laughs> no. Well, let's go get a beer later, dude. Like, no, you don't do that. No, that's they're the, the guy you avoid yeah. every time. They're playing the annoying music <laughs> while climbing. Right. Yeah. They're the, with their shirt off. Yeah. I'm going to disagree dude. with everyone here. I think that guys should <laughs> okay. take their shirts off more often. Okay. If you've got it, flaunt t- it. Right. I think that they should manspread when they sit. <laughs> <laughs> and generally just make themselves and their presence and their okay. musk known. I don't know what NFT is and I don't want know what manspread is. <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah, use your imagination, can. Mary. Yeah. She's, she's been Googling this whole episode. Right. So much education. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, but I thought like, and I, maybe it's because there is pushback against it, and we're living in this sort of era where we're thinking about like, you know, body shaming vis a vis eating disorders and things like that. 
I don't know. I I don't get around and people probably write in about their own gym, but I, I feel like it's a little less. And when I said that I, I've taken my shirt off, it was like in LA in 1990, whatever, 94, 95 in the gym. And I was well, like, there's no 20s. AC and yeah. Yeah. But no, it just seemed like a thing to do. And I, but I even remember them being like a little self-conscious about it and uh-huh. being like, this is a little weird, you know, anyway. and, and the, you know, I mean, but outside right. is totally different. Right. I think there's just like a different thing when you're in a public, inside, private business. You know. Well, you're sort of an, an unfortunate captive audience. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a distance. Most Craig's. I mean, I guess you're climbing right next to people at the, at the red well, and stuff. But like, if you're a sweaty dude, you shouldn't have your shirt off. If you're not sweating all over the place, then who cares? All right. Yeah. yeah. So there should that. be like a humidity. Yeah. Thing within if you're your glistening. shirt. I just think. <laughs> I just think like it, but that's it, why they'll they'll be like I need my shirt off, bro. Look how much I sweat. If you look yeah, but, like a piece a, of moist bread in a, a bag wet. in a hot car, you had to say put moist. the shirt on. Super moist. Well, the fact is, is that if you are a sweaty Reinhold Mesner's long johns. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Peter Havler. If you look like the inside of Reinhold Mesner's long johns, <laughs> scratch and sniff here. <laughs> I just think it's weird that you All have right. a private, you know, you have a business that's just like. Yep. Like you wouldn't walk into a restaurant. There's shirtless guys in a restaurant. Would you yeah, stay in no, the restaurant? No shirt, no service. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty standard. Um, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Because um, we have a lot to cover still. Um, stick clip shaming. That should die. That's weird. It's What's got- the shame? In using a stick clip. Right. Someone... Um, like, oh, well, if you well, use here. it, you're, then you're weak or something? Okay. I may get this backwards because I got these, this from two, two different listeners. Chaz. Um, I think Chaz was the one who... who yeah, he was... Uh, I think he was at Seyuz, actually, with his wife. And like they pulled out their stick clip. And literally, somebody opened their mouths and gave him shit about it and called it a pussy stick. Oh my god! Which uh, you know, ooh, it's kind of That's funny. Like, I would have flown right back to the United <laughs> exactly. States. I mean, right it, then it, and there. I think it was an, an, an American because yeah, it was a pussy stick. Uh, <laughs> how you say? How you say? Um, I don't think the French guys would be fucking giving anybody shit about. It. But he was just like, I thought we were over that because I mean, you know, it, it's been a when they first were invented or they were first being used widely used, like. Half the people are like, you didn't do the route if you stick clip the first bolt. But I just felt like that was kind of gone. Like, no one's it got should a fucking be. problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. But let me add this little wrinkle. is uh, Trinidad, who wrote in, has a problem, though, with like the double, triple stick clip. Like clipping, clipping two, two or three, three bolts. Why she got a problem with that? That's a yellow Cause card she, on a day. Because she says, yeah, it's like, well, what are you doing now? Why didn't you just do the route? Like, why don't you just you top leave? rope? Well, how, top do you rope? Know, how do you not know that the first bolt's like a directional for the blayer? I don't know. Or the first bolt could be bad. I mean, bad. if it's a four bolt route and you clip the first three, <laughs> you probably can't say you've done the Yeah, route. you're in Wild Iris. <laughs> yeah. You're clipping the fucking anchor at the ra- erratic I mean, or that's, whatever. A, that's no good. Yeah. I think that... I mean, the the rule should just be whatever you could reach with a stick clip is fair game. That's just easier. Right. And whatever makes it, you feel safe. Well, yeah. I kind of want to feel safe. It's sport climbing. You shouldn't, you, you know. shouldn't hit the deck. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't. It's not bouldering. Right. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing is actually, in my estimation, <laughs> on most sport climbs, the second bolt is the dangerous clip. Yes. Because you're going to fall off and with if you rope pull out. rope out, you're going to yeah. fall far enough to actually really fuck yourself up. Yeah. And, uh. 
Yeah, I just I just I, brought it up because I was like, I, I thought it was over, like the stick clipping shame. I got to say though, I there's a part of me that would just be like, yeah, rah rah, do whatever you want, clip this third or whatever bolt makes you feel safe. But personally, if I did that, I probably, in a lot of cases, not every case, I would think like I didn't really do the route. Like I'd have depends like, on some the route. qualms about that. <laughs> it depends on the route. It depends on the route. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like if you're. If you're uh, stick clipping higher than like everyone else does, yeah, you know, and it's yeah. not, it's not because you're just making it easier for yourself at some point, and you kind of know that. I don't know, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I guess the only thing that I would say to that is that if the person is wanting to stick clip to the third clip, they're probably feeling uncomfortable enough with the route to begin with that it's less about sending the route and more about definitively feeling safe. Mm-hmm. So it could be just a matter of that person would feel better about stick clipping to the third clip. I'm saying this because I've stick clipped to the third well, clip. Well, me too. Yeah. But I guess I guess maybe And felt safe because I was doing it because I I've stick clipped assessed- the anchors and had no qualms. <laughs> I wrote about it on my Instagram yeah, post. Yeah, you stick clip yeah, all yeah, the way. My first 12A. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, your first twelve. Twelve. Sorry, yeah. Not twelve A. I didn't specify. Sorry, Chris. In, in quietude. <laughs> the journey. It was about the journey yeah. from, with your stick clip yeah. to the anchor. Just, it was wobbling. The journey all around. of the end so of your high. stick clip. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was super hard. It's like totally windy. Yeah. Okay. It was a, one of the most How brilliant clips, clips I've ever seen. Can you can do you think it's legit to attach multiple stick clips? How could you do that? I don't even know how you do. Well, you can get a isn't long stick the, clip. It, I mean, there's the no trigger? like regulation. I literally line. bought right. My first stick clip, and I made sure it was long enough to stick clip the second bolt on. Um, what's the route up by uh, by the Pullman? The Beast, the Feast, the Feast. Yeah, because I was like, I don't like that clip, and uh, so I went and yeah. I was I was buying a stick clip, my first one, and I was like at Lowe's, and I'm like, well, here's the eight foot one, and here's the twelve foot one, and here's the sixteen foot one, all in the same bin. I'm never gonna carry this anywhere but rifle. I'm getting the 16 footer baby. And so I got the daddy size one. But what I'd say about that, because I've stick clipped third bolts before, but I think on a route that would personally matter to me, like, okay, this is a step up and I'm challenging myself Mm -hmm. with this route. I would also have a little like queasiness or I would make some decisions based on that as much as like safety or whatever. But sometimes if you're, if you're on siding, you're at a cliff and I just, I always mutter like climbing over 50. (laughs) <laughs> dad toggle yeah because i mean to, yeah. to trinidad like who doesn't like the third bolt clipped or people clipping the third bolt it's like what do you want to be part well, like of that, that rescue and they fucking destroy their ankle ankle right in yeah. front of you so <laughs> look at it that way you know i don't yeah. think people should be shamed for no whatever they choose to do as long as they're honest about it well as long as they're honest about it but they should also know that if they clip the third one they didn't do the route yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> i follow you <laughs> But I did my route. <laughs> um, how are we doing on time? All right, maybe we'll do. Let's see. Is this? I mean, isn't the idea that you that? I don't know. I was a little confused, but the idea that leaving draws on a route makes them booty. Like, aren't we over that? Like, it, de- you, like, it depends. Like taking someone's Again. draws. Like a whole sport climb has got draws on it overnight or for days okay. or weeks so are we I'll, like don't we all agree that they're they're somebody's project no it depends man like okay. there's really? fucking yeah there's outlying examples here like there's no hard and fast rules like anything like what if what if every single quick draw on the route 
has like doesn't shut. Oh, okay. Uh, is that booty? Right. I mean, those draws belong in the garbage, but right. like, no. I mean, yeah, you have every right to take those down if it's and a public. You should. Yeah, if it's a public safety okay, okay, thing. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Right? But I'm saying That's like. That's my pushback. Right. If I go out to whatever Craig and I'm there and someone's like. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm just saying, or I show up and there's like, you know, relatively new draws or new draws on a 12A there. They're, they're, they're we're not taking them. Right. No yeah. one's that it's somebody's project. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not a problem. There shouldn't be. Okay. But is people, there a- some people don't know that. I think I'd say beginners in general don't know that. Well, this sometimes they show up at a place and they, they don't they just don't know. Yeah. This this particular person, Dino Jake, I think, and maybe I'm misrepresenting you, Jake, but because there was there was a couple of these. And I but I think he had sort of a problem with it. With taking draws, or no, with them? with leaving them, and that if they he were thinks there, they should be taken. They should be taken. But a, there's so many like you, you no, just, but I mean like in the situation we just described, like he doesn't like. Well, how do you know that the access is legit? Right. Okay. You know, I mean, like that's a thing. There's there's plenty. Of, right. I mean, it, on national forests in Romney, for example, mm-hmm. draws are considered um, abandoned, quote unquote, if they're left up for more than two weeks. Okay. Well, draws are left on Waimea for seasons. Right. So technically, they're all abandoned. On that cliff, you know what I mean. Yeah. So but it's, since when do we, you know, are we on the sucking on the teat of the authorities? Who cares what they think? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, if they want to come through and like wipe all the draws off, they right. can. They can. Yeah. But and I'm saying will. other climbers. Well, that's the thing is that like if you're going to abide by the landowner rules, somebody has the right to come through and take those draws and say okay. they're abandoned. All right. All right. Right. Okay. I mean, you might we might say that's a dick move. Legally and morally, I think that they're in the right. Yeah, but what about you? What do you mean? You're like in Romney, uh-huh. and you're like, man, those those sweet ass draws have been up there for let's see, ten, nine, okay, t- two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. We made it. Let's go. Boom. Are yeah, you booty. throwing them on your rack? Yeah. Nah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna no say, sense. I know who's taking my draws like, and rifle. Right. Don't worry, on. Ranger, I've got them. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, there's some like fucking gung ho dude who's just like, yeah, I'm gonna clean it up for the park service. All yeah. right. So there's circumstances, but yeah. but I think in general, it's yeah. Accepted. I mean, all else being equal, you know, you you respect the draws that are you know somebody's. Hey, like who's not psyched to see draws on a route that That's they want to try? Right. Yeah. Why would you take those? Some people are. And the other thing that kind of got in sort of like in one of these emails was like a kind of um, purity test of like, well, if it's some easy route, then they don't need to be on there. Yeah, that's no. elitist. Yeah, that's a yeah. little weird. No. And besides that, like we go to a place where all the easy routes have fixed draws because they're warm-ups and no one wants to fucking hang their draws and clean them every time because mm-hmm. everybody on the ground's like, Hurry up! It's my turn. So, we have the convenient fix draws for on the easy routes. But I, but I, that's what I thought. I'm like, well, 12A or 11B or whatever. It's a project for somebody. And there's no such thing as booty at Sport Craig's. Yeah. Well, what if you climb something and there's one draw that was clearly left because somebody bailed? Do you get to take that? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say yes to that one, too. That's different. Okay. A booty yeah. draw is different. And then I would be like, by the way, you don't have to leave the whole draw. Just leave a carabiner next No. Time. Boo. Dude, I even take the quick links off. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's actually in another one. I the know. The quick link thing. But I am, See how I I am that? fervently against that. Why? Because it fucks the root up 
Wait, which part? <laughs> if I just leave a draw or a carabiner instead of the whole draw, exactly. I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of can. Draw. I kind of can and, see what you're saying. Here's the thing: but if you if you failed and you got and in, I failed a lot, people and got in over your head to the point where you can't even summit finish the route no matter how much you hang because you're so weak and pathetic and you won't haul up a stick clip because you've been shamed from the ground (laughs) then i'm afraid (laughs) and someone stole my draws anyway i'm afraid and i've said this i've I've, somewhere uh, i've said it publicly is you you leave a draw out of shame and remembrance that you got you should have tried harder it's like a fallen soldier yes you say I giveth this draw to the to the gods as an offering for my weakness, and perhaps I'll be stronger next time. You, you know what? Because the thing is, hold on. Just right, Mary died here in chalk on the, the wall. The thing is about the beaner is that in, on several occasions, because of the way if you put another beaner through with that beaner. It stinks. Well, it's broken beaners that way because it... Yeah. it so you've you've cross loading and- you fucked the route if you put even just a beaner on a on a on a at least for the next person to go if they want an onsite or whatever. I'll yeah. tell you, and what are you to suck do it with up a and dog a bone and a beaner? Yeah, exactly. Order another beaner. Just get a new draw. Just grab and, the and draw. Just be like, you know, tuck your tail and say, "I've I've given to the gods." Yeah. You know, next time I bail from a route, which could happen anytime yeah. <laughs> soon, I will actually. I'll be up the I'll be upset with myself as I'm doing it. I'll be like, fuck. But I'm gonna leave the whole draw in okay. honor of the enormous cast. Okay. That's what I I mean. I'll because, do it once. Because then the person who was there, the <laughs> champion once. and only once. The gladiator, the champion who arrives next with the inner strength to climb the route is rewarded with your draw as as they should be. And and I'm not saying you, I'm saying myself as well. I will leave a draw. In, instead of like tearing it all apart and then like trying to get my the beaner on there and my draw off, you know that whole little should jumpy we just yeah. should we just like, assume that the next time we climb and we see a complete draw sitting in the middle of a mine. route, I can be like, oh my god, it's Chris's, and <laughs> exactly. you can say this is Mary's. All right, and then the link thing actually we'll just skip to it is on the kill list from Sabrina. If you fucking are le- if you're on a sport climb and you're leaving a <laughs> screw gate quick link on a fuck you. Stop doing that. That is like. Thank you, Sabrina. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like you just put this piece of garbage and then. Well, wait, you know, it's, is it then, stainless? All right. If it's stainless, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's some sweet booty. So there's some exception. Yeah, to but your you get up rule. there and then all of a sudden, like, yeah. it got rained on and you, yeah, you don't have a, a wrench. Because, yeah, just leave a drop. Yeah. And they're not like, I mean, or worst case, leave a beaner. Because the other thing is that you've taken it, you've had it, you know, those people that have yeah, it on their Yeah, who climbs with fucking D-links on them? I was I'm just telling wondering you. that myself. People do because they're, they're, they're ready, because they're ready to They fail. know. Yeah, so yeah, now okay. imagine the dance they had to do. They're hanging on the draw. Yeah. And then they have to get the screw gate off of there. Then they have to untie and put their rope through the screw gate. Like by the time you've done all that, dude, just leave the leave the draw. Yeah, that is a, you know yeah. what I mean? a bit much. And a good deal. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's not you paid money for the D link to be right. good, or maybe you booted it somewhere else. But right, yeah. You found anyway, it yeah. 
I'm with you. First, so. you have to take it off of your um, cordelette, which you right. definitely also have on your harness <laughs> for no reason. Hanging down to the back of your knees. And then you fumble your ATC down. As you like. <laughs> and then your pass device won't yeah. come off. Yeah. And the whole time, you're like, your Blair's like, are you going to repel? <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, just stop. Just stop. That's when you start banging your Petzl Akron helmet into the wall. (laughs) I'm wondering why your ATC is still on your heart. It's fine. Like, just, it's okay, like, to have a crummy draw. I don't mind if you leave, like, you've got a crummy draw. Sure, if it shreds your rope on the way down. No, I'm I'm not. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, don't have your, like, sweet new one. Right. But, you know, you've got, if you look down, if I look down at my draws, I can always be like, okay, that one. That's because you don't climb with, with screw links. I know. But I'm just you saying, know? like, I know. Wh- I'm like, I'm not going to just throw my brand new one. I'm, I've always got yeah. at least one on there, probably, yeah. that's like, like I've had Tiger. that one for a while. Totally. So, anyway, it's sitting it next to your chalk bag that's hanging off of a carabiner from your. Yeah, use the carabiner in your chalk bag for crying out loud. <laughs> your hall loop does yeah. not need it. <laughs> if you got a screw link on your harness, yeah. sport climate. You don't you have sure a chalk belt. About, yeah, exactly. You sure as fuck got your chalk bag on a beater. A carabiner. <laughs> on a carabiner that yeah. is not rated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. They'd be like, use this, but it's made yeah, out maybe of plastic. Maybe don't use that one. I yeah. took it off my book bag. <laughs> But I got it with the water bottle. I, I bought the other day, guys. I my water bottle on my backpack and <laughs> came with R. my R. trapper I. keeper. <laughs> <laughs> and my tree horns. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we. I guess with Sabrina's suggestion, we got into the kill list. Um, yeah, because we're killing quicklings on yeah, sport routes. Yeah. So we've we've switched over. Um, is there anything I missed on the? Trends to die. No. Well, as long as we're on the um, the kill list, let's talk about some things that died. The Tom Egan Memorial Route. Mm. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Fell off of um, Snow Patch Spire. Is that what it was on? Mm-hmm. I believe, yes. And the Bugaboos. Yeah. Massive rockfall just took away like a six-pitch route. A bunch of other routes as well, but that was the famous one up there, Matt mm. Siegel and uh, Will Stanhope's route. For fourteen splitter finger crack. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, there's a bunch of boulder problems in Chaos Canyon that are now buried. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that, that happened this year. That was this summer yeah. or fall, so, really. Yep, yep. So, so sayonara yeah. to those things as well. Yeah. Um, can we officially pronounce speed climbing dead? No. Is it dead? Uh, is it in the Olympics? Again? Ice climbers still speed oh. climb. Um, you talking about? I thought you were talking about like the nose speed record. No. Um, You're talking about like. Competition, simple, p- single pitch. All right, it's still no, it's definitely on. not dead. Mm. It's still hanging on by a thread. Yeah. It, it, I think it's going to have a revival actually because it's its own. It's its, it's own, its own thing. thing, and it gets its own medal, and people are going to be stoked. On so that. now the the lion, the yeah. lion of Iran. What's his name? Um, Reza. Reza. Something. Yeah, yeah. He's the like Reza. Fucking beast. The Reza. The Reza. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Wu Tang. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's also in Wu Tang. Yeah. Imagine that. But um, he's yeah. That Solid guy's like rapper, the serious speed climber, climber. But a lot of those guys couldn't hang because of the multidiscipline thing. So yeah, maybe yeah. it'll see a resurgence. Yeah. Might be wrong about that one. Yeah, it might be cool now because the actual really good climbers or the good speed climbers are going to be able to hang. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what's the deal? You you brought one in about. Uh, on the kill list about short people complaining about climbing. Yes. I think that the short hood victim narrative that short people tell themselves about how they're at a disadvantage in climbing should just be done with. Because in my estimation, 
aside from a few roots that obviously your body like just doesn't fit or you're not tall enough to do, which are very rare with all of the roots. Especially if you, if you get out of the gym. Yeah. Get out of the gym and Mm -hmm. climb real rock. There's no downside to being short. And in fact, I think that there's plenty of upsides that don't go, um, that don't get discussed as much, which are proven in lots of physiological studies around leverage and having shorter limbs improves Mm -hmm. your leverage. It's easier to do a pull up with short arms, just as it's easier to squat with short legs. And um, it's harder to see over like the steering wheel. It's harder to get stuff off the top shelf. Your fingers are smaller, so the holds feel bigger, (laughs) and you're lighter. And being light is objectively better for climbing. So I'm sick of hearing short people complain about being too short to do roots. If just figure out better beta, you might not be able to do the beta that taller people than you do, but you just have to do different beta. And that beta doesn't mean the roots harder for you; it just means it's different. So I'm just done with hearing complaints around around being short. I'll say. A few things. First of all, um, I agree with you. And 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 history, or or like our history of the great climbers, like you know, shows this out. I mean, everybody's like, oh, Lynn Hill, but besides Lynn Hill, like Tony Unero, not big. Like so many cl- climbers. Oh, and even from a modern perspective, what's that one? Wa- what's the dude that came in and onsited all that shit? And Romanette. Like, Romanette. The yeah. guy's teeny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Five two. Wendy yeah, two. Williams. Wendy Williams, our close friend, Wendy Williams, yeah. is short and climbs hard. I mean, even like from the modern, you know, Jonathan Severus isn't tall. No. Drew Ruana is not super tall. Daniel Woods isn't super tall. Mm-hmm. No. They're, they're all like five seven, five nine, five five. Yeah, I, I, it's just an interesting argument that's mm-hmm. been propagated and And tall climbers have disadvantages Mm -hmm. that often don't get recognized or you hardly ever hear tall climbers saying i'm too tall to climb it's it's hard for me but you hear that from short climbers quite frequently i would say yeah so um i think i should i think we should be done with that yeah kill list let's kill that one short short because everybody i know personally that's a short climber climbs really hard yeah Yeah. and the truth is is like how many fucking seven footers you know that climb super awesome (laughs) Like none, yeah, right. I've never. Even I mean, heard honestly, of it. like none. So you would think, like, yeah, if well, being tall is is helpful, then being super fucking tall would be really helpful, yeah, right? Yeah, and nobody yeah. does because they're, they're too the, heavy. And they who's the best tall climber? I mean, isn't is uh, what's a southern boy uh, Boulder dude? Jimmy Webb is he pretty tall? No, no, he's not tall. Dude, you're reaching, Jay Nelson. Right? Jay Nelson. He's so tall he's and tall. he's such a good climber. Pete Ward is really tall. He's like 6'6", six, six, but he's not a good climber. <laughs> well, he's climbed. He's, I'm he's, just kidding, Pete. I love his you. own admission, he's climbed a V11, but it was because his, yeah. well, he's probably climbed harder than that. I don't know. Yeah. But right. I, Jay, I know at one point five. he climbed. Right. Is it easier to climb V10 or to dunk? Like, what is easier? <laughs> 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 right true i don't know but yeah anyway um so well okay but like so if the bell curve of a you know the average climber says five eight five nine and the you know the bell curve kind of dips out on either side you've got your five foot climbers that climb really well yeah like where are know. the six foot five climbers on the other side of the bell curve There's climbing not. well they're There's dry not. tolling you yeah, jugs. To- <laughs> jugs. Yeah. Trust me. They don't they have to wrap their, their giant fingers around little and holes. And they use extra long ice tools too. Yeah. And then look at kids. Like, <laughs> exactly. how many kids like crush and they're like, 
Yeah. Fucking three feet tall or right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, next time you're complaining, just look at one of those. What's that kid, uh, Baze Wilder? Yeah. Like, he's, he's tiny. He crushes. He just finds little tiny holes to grab. Yeah. All right. Um, kill list. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cooper wrote in about stashing ropes at sport cliffs. Um, That's not dying, dude. No, no. This is stuff yeah. that should die. Yeah, that should, in his opinion, should die. Stashing pads. Stashing, stashing pads for sure. I mean, that's been like on radar. Like no one's land manager. No one's stopping that though. The well, the rangers at like Rocky Mountain, for example, they're just carrying pads out and throwing them in the trash. Oh yeah. And they used to have this thing where they would, you know, carry. They the need pads to out. shoot boulders in the face with their guns. Yep. <laughs> that's the only start. way to stop it. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. Um, just, yeah, could I mean, you imagine like somebody pulling heat on like Dave Graham? <laughs> just like, oh man, and he like on, holds dude. up a bunch yeah, of crystals, and they're like, you <laughs> that would be amazing. It's a big fucking resol- revolver in his face. I got some my crystals, some pissed off Ellie guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think stashing gear though, like it should die, but the, but like we don't want it to. I, I stash gear. We all stash gear. I mean, we, I've got gear stashed, probably. So what does your gear stash look like? I mean, a rope? A, a rope right now. Yeah. Like at a sport crack. It could be yeah. a rope and a It's raft. at the arsenal. I mean, yeah. I know it's like pretty close. To- <laughs> I know it's pretty close to the road, but like, you know, I'm saving every ounce. Exactly. You know? well. No, it's not at the arsenal. But no, I think that like, ideally, yeah, like gear stashes should go away. But I don't th- like, I think the, the diehard amongst us are not going to. I mean, like, I think it's a. Especially yeah. like if, like if you're bolting a route, for example, I mean that's multiple backpacks worth of gear. Yeah, you know, and that's a hard thing to say. Ah, we're done. Well, with he this. he specifically brought up not even pads because I I know that's a problem, but he specifically brought up ropes at sport climbs, and he was just like, "What? You can't carry a rope each time?" Like, so he, he kind of has a point. And the, and the reason I think that it's it's an issue is what we talked about with with land managers with the power, yeah land totally. managers because yeah. it also uh, here at the fortress pissed off the forest service quite a few years ago to find like you know ropes up there that were clearly like not stashed but sure and that, and, that, and this is the problem with the stashing because it came up with at the top of el cap with the um with the rangers as well is totally that, you know you're stashing it but then you forget about it and then it's a you're like a few years later you're like well somebody else will fucking take care of that and- well i mean what happened at the fortress with somebody who will not be named but like they forgot that they had a stash up there and then some climbers went like oh i found this bag and they're like huh well what was in it you know and they described the contents like well let me take a look it's like oh sure enough that was that's my shit mm. you know like you forgot about it like right. well, you know i mean and that's the way that it goes a lot of mm-hmm. times is like there's fixed ropes stuck that people just forget about mm-hmm. and, and move on from and there's you know just yeah there's just crap right it's just aesthetically it's ugly and from a land manager perspective but that's why we have cleanups <laughs> no yeah, I'm, you know, some, I'm like being serious about that it's yeah. like we use those we do all of those things because it's convenient and it makes like sending your project easier sure you know and that's like part of the reason that we climb is to do to like send our projects right and so it's just yeah. a tactic as part of that and then if you don't i mean you try obviously in a perfect world you like clean up after yourself and then move on to the next right. thing but if you don't do that then you know we as a community come together once a year and we clean up our shit so i guess we got to go up to flex luther and clean up the six ropes that are sitting under there yeah we should all right we should do that we there sh- should actually be organized well i was just thinking too in redstone 
there. Oh God. Not that everybody's yeah, like climbing all over Redstone, but mm-hmm. there are so many ropes hanging and they're trash. And the person that put them up doesn't even live in Colorado anymore. He just peaced out. Yeah. yeah. God bless them. But the unfortunate part is that there isn't a lot of people going up there cleaning it. So, I mean, unfortunately, maybe I'm the one to blame, but it's like, I've seen those ropes hanging very close to my house for like the six years I've So we should organize some cleanups is what you're saying, Andrew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think everyone in their community should do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what about, I want to move off for this a little bit, but one of the things too is I've, I've, been in this situation and i'm like okay there's this crusty old rope but it is somebody's and just like i respect the draws hanging on there i'm like i should take it it looks like crap but i don't know Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't have a right to take it yeah there's a certain like statute of limitations that every area has to kind of figure out right so maybe if you stash gear you should leave like a little note that that um, helps. Like this is like this. I've seen that. Yeah, actually. I've yeah. done like, that. Like this is my gear. Don't touch it. Or, yeah, like I'm coming back to Baltimore. Or just like this or... is the the last day I was here. Like mm-hmm. twenty two thousand four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I can yeah. probably take this. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not ac- accusing because it's funny because I don't know about you two, but I know Andy stash has that stuff stashed. I have stuff stashed, unfortunately. I meant to get it, but I didn't. So oh, onto that thing. I yeah. mean, I think it'll still be fine in the in the in the summer, but sure, uh, it's fairly snowed in at the moment, <laughs> um, as well as le- draws I fucking left. But uh, yeah, so it's like it's like one of those things that you know I'm not sitting here like reading the riot act on this, but it is. It becomes an issue. When it becomes managers, an issue when everybody does it. Yeah, right? and then and managers then... stumble upon this stuff, and then I think it becomes an issue when it goes from my stash rope that I use to. A, pe- a rotten, moldy piece of, you know, rat chewed garbage that mm-hmm. you're never going to go get. Like the top of El Cap was, you know, that's a big issue up there. Mm-hmm. They found ropes from, you know, they find it, they're pulling out ropes up there from years and years and years ago. So anyway, I don't know. I, yeah, I think, it, I mean, judicious. As, as, somebody who, as somebody who stashes, like, it is a trend that should die. <laughs> <laughs> After I'm gone. Yeah. Okay. After I'm sending my rope. After I send, <laughs> I will take my rope. <laughs> yeah, but then you'll leave it there because you're like, oh, well, I'm going to get on that next. Yeah. We've got to hang chains on my roof, right, man. Right, so. right Chris? <laughs> I don't have anything stashed up there. Um, I hung the chains. Yeah. <laughs> Took you 20 years. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't stash anything. All right, here's one from Rohan, which I hope his parents were like fans of, the, uh, of uh, Lord of the Rings. Or her, I guess. As Roh- Roh- You're Roh- assuming a lot of gender. You are. Well, I'm trying to. Or they. We haven't even mentioned know. the they's. Anyway, they <laughs> um, said that that we should we should can the climbing is meaningless trope. Or I agree. Climbing is not curing cancer. Climbing doesn't help anyone. Climbing is null. Yeah, like the climbing mm. is meaningless thing. I mean, I, I've used great... it. Like I've brought it up. Sure. I've, off, I've tossed out the like it's not going to cure cancer kind of kind of trope but should we just like axe that as like cliche uh, and yes dumb? please yeah I mean, it's so you're stupid. a writer you would well, never it's funny say that, that gets brought up because that's the um kind of the thesis or subject of the film that i'm part of that's coming out of real rock this spring so it's like that's kind of the motif that gets that gets touched on and i kind of pl- play it up a little bit as this crusty old guy who thinks climbing's meaningless is and that's part of my character, you know, journey or arc or whatever right. in the film. Quietude. 
Yeah, sure. that's my quietude. Your journey. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know why we invoke that term. It's kind of a funny thing to to think because it's obviously important. It's obviously not meaningless, but it makes us feel comfortable, it, it, comforted, and like good in certain situations where you're like, oh, who cares? I, well, it helps. It's not the end of the, the world. Guilt. I didn't send my project, or yeah. you know, whatever. So I see both sides of it, right? I, and in in that case, you're like looking at poverty and pain and you know these serious things around you yeah i mean it makes sense well i just think that like that whole thing comes from the guilt of climbing being a selfish thing right you know we have to say oh well it's not curing cancer but you know it's like well i like it no shit yeah but we're all having fun doing it we're all fucking hanging out drinking whiskey talking about it right so obviously it has some meaning to all of us you know and it's like not going anywhere i think that's was his point (laughs) yeah is it's like this this obvious contradiction mm-hmm. that you're just like willingly walking into mm-hmm. because of course it means a lot to us or we wouldn't be doing this and people wouldn't be listening to it. And exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think that was more his thing of like, it's not, it's Which obviously I, meaningful. So why do we, why are we like playing this game? Well, I think that again, that comes from the guilt of it feeling right. like, like on paper it's selfish. Yeah. Right. And it's like, per- if you spark for privileged, yeah. Right. And then again, yeah. You, you try to explain this to your parents or your loved ones, your relatives, and they're like, eh, it seems mm. kind of like, shouldn't you go to medical school? You know, like that kind of thing. But like, at the end of the day, like, you know, y- your, your life can be, you know, completely enriched and fulfilled by doing this, like, kind of inane activity, you know. But there's room to be, to like, poke fun at that too. Oh, if absolutely. You, if it becomes too self serious yeah. and meaningful, then yeah. it, it's devoid of, pleasure in a way mm-hmm. and um it just and depends you- on your instagram caption you know like <laughs> exactly. if you're capturing the oh, quietude well, yeah. right the quietude is really what brings <laughs> it home i think <laughs> i and, love that word i had not heard that oh, the quietude. you should read more that can be the episode title <laughs> the quietude the taps the quiet end of the quietude here's one that came in from whitney with the taps or at least writing in with taps there was a lot less women that wrote in so um i just want to Give props out to Whitney for writing in. She wants to get rid of the trope. And I, I, I feel her, you know, and I'm, I'm totally guilty of this, but I feel what, what she's getting at is that somehow we automatically think that outdoor climbing trumps indoor climbing and that this idea that, but mostly that she was talking about how like if you have a, someone who's in a gym who climbs outdoors, and I've made fun of this on, on the show before, they want to somehow like telegraph in the gym that, of course, they also climb outside, mm. whether it's their shitty, dirty gear, you know, their crappy harness that's got mm. red dirt on it from, you know, squeezing up that 5'7 chimney or whatever and red rocks. They want to telegraph that's, you know, this is just like a sideshow for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So totally. I think that was more like what she was getting at. Because, of course, we all know outdoor climbing is better than indoor climbing. <laughs> But so I think that <laughs> I, mean, I think on, that Whitney. what this touches yeah. on. No, that's a that's a helpful distinction that you <laughs> yeah. just drew there because I, I I was like, what is she talking about? But I I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I, I saying? think what it is is that it, it's the sort of thing why ice climbing sucks is that it's ephemeral. You know, like ice climbing doesn't suck. We're gonna fight later. <laughs> <laughs> it's ephemeral, and so you like in the summer the roots not there, right? right. And so like. Outdoor climbing, and yeah, we just talked about the Tom Egan rope falling down, but like that's a rarity, yeah, for the most part, that's a rarity. <laughs> Indoor climbing is the same thing, right? Like, you know, every six weeks they change the boulders, but 
like what is sort of trending is boards and board climbing and mm-hmm. kilter boards, moon boards, grasshopper decoy, like all these boards. And those things are going to be around. And so like there is this sort of thing where like I can go online and go or go, you know, to your house even and climb a problem from 2017 that Daniel Woods put up. Like that's almost like that's just, almost just as cool right. in a way. Right. I love me some board. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, <laughs> right. It's good. That that sort of like puts aside that that trope a little bit that right. outdoor climbing somehow is like superior. So you, the ephemeral quality of indoor climbing doesn't is now eliminated because like, of boards. You yeah. know, like and, and I there's think no, that there's like, no indoor uh, bacteria. No. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, and we also have to <laughs> step in here. Yeah, I'm not supposed to talk this about is, the this is really yeah. interesting though because I have a 12 year old. And when you have a child that's 12 years old and you, you've got two hours and that's what you've got before you got to mm-hmm. cart him to his next activity, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go send my project that I've been working on for six weeks in the gym. I know the name of it. I like have, you can kil- always pull I have it up like my kilter board problems. I love indoor climbing. I'm not saying I love it more than outdoor climbing, but if that's all I have time for, I'm like, I'm going to go get me some board. Think I like, love it. Yeah, and I think what boards have done is eliminate that sort of ephemeral thing that we can all, as outdoor climbers, sort of snob about. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever your project's the blue, gone. The blue, yeah, blue the green coming down six B4. weeks. But like, it's kind of crazy that like I could literally walk out to Andrew's house and climb a problem that some somebody in Korea just set. You know, and if that were outside, I'd have to buy a plane ticket, so on and so forth. You know, to go try that problem. So I think that like that's a. That's an interesting eat, eat the kimchi. Wow, yeah. there's like a cultural but, aspect to indoor yeah. climbing that's like deep. Totally. But yeah. if huh. just if Chris is correct in what Whitney was uh describing mm-hmm. or getting at with her question, I think that the the imp- bigger impetus is is she's describing this like goofy know-it-all attitude that mm-hmm. beginners have. Or they're not strict beginners. They've done a little bit to know enough to know enough to share with the true beginners that they know more than them. Yeah. And that attitude I think should die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it won't because you, everyone becomes that person at yeah. some point and, and it's just like part of the path of just growing into like a mature climber or, you know, an accomplished expert who's competent at what they're doing. You go through a stage where you're a little goofy about it and don't know how to yeah. broadcast to the people around you that you're on this like, learning curve and doing well and excelling and you just want to like share that but you don't know how to do that isn't that partially the thing we diss like when you go not just sport climbing are you talking about the belay cards on the harness well no the other way around yeah like in in the gym you've got your yeah your your two daisies or your two pauses and your shit on your harness even though you're in gym you know You'll say, well, I just didn't want to take it off there because this is my outdoor harness. But aren't you really just like broadcasting like, mm-hmm. hey, I climb outside totally. too? Yeah. yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is I think that it applies to the, the, the doofuses that do that sport climbing is they want to advertise that like, I'm just sport climbing right now, but normally I'd be in the mountains. Yeah, like, right, like, right, let, me, right. like, let me organize my rack in the truck anyway, right. even though we're in rifle. Right. <laughs> so it's it's all just like this weird like, you know, in the end we're or all they just carry, like- they carry a haul bag right. to the- <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, the truth is, is we're all just like 13. fucking- yeah. Just got to lube my cams real quick. Yeah, chimpanzees <laughs> flinging poo. Yeah. I mean, that's just like the new version, like the, yeah. the sort of human version. We're just like chimpanzees like- yeah. You know, flexing and trying yeah. to get mates in our weird yeah. way. It's dick slinging, <laughs> yeah, totally. essentially. Except yeah. girls do it too. Yeah. So, just, so what you do know. you call it? 
Sticking it up on the table. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah. So I have no retort. (laughs) Right. So anyway. Yeah, that that needs to die. The idea that like, yeah, I mean that that there's superiority or hierarchy in like the various climbing disciplines. Like I shit on ice climbing, but like, you know, yeah. Like if that's your thing, man, that's awesome. I like ice climbing, and that's cooler than what I'm doing. Um, this one's funny from Rose. Another another woman wrote in. Um, and I want to just leave it like we have the kill list. I want to just leave it a, as people from Boulder, but um, <laughs> but she 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 she, de- <laughs> she described. I don't know where she she's like from somewhere in in the mid mid Atlantic or something like that. And she was Boulder. just like she was just talking about how like it seems as though they want to correct everything or like tell everybody how to climb. And, and like she had several incidences where it turned out it was people from Boulder that were like, you know, you got to you know, like with the Grigri thing, yeah. like, you're not quite doing it right. Right. Like, let me help you. I'm you, from Boulder. Yeah. You shouldn't be using a stick clip like that. Yeah. And yeah. she implied that like these people would actually announce their boulderness, but it made me think about how like, it, it's, oh, dude, it's always thing. been a lightning rod. Yeah. And you're from the East Coast. Yeah. Like, we're kind of too close to get it. Yeah. Because we live here in Colorado, and we both spent time in Boulder, Andrew and I and Mary. And we're all climbers here, so we, we're inundated with Boulderites. But mm. I, I do hear for years outside of the sphere that people are like, what's up with people with climbers from Boulder? Like, Dude, can I tell you a story? <laughs> yeah. Real quick? I we can edit Rose, this out. Rose later. would like to hear the story. So I was climbing um, in the rain at Rifle, and there was these two climbers that were sitting in their chairs. and. Me and my wife and our friend were climbing, and um, you know, we, we were like trying to, you know, we're the only people like hanging out this rainy crag, trying to, you know, hang out and talk and engage them. And they're just kind of like one word answers, right? And um, so <laughs> my wife asked them, Oh, where are you from? And they said, Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> we're in fucking rifle, man. Like, right. I know where Boulder is. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to specify Colorado. <laughs> I knew that part. Okay. And then, you know. There's a Boulder, Utah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can... <laughs> it is so pretentious. Yeah. You cannot believe it. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. It's it was really up Boulder, the... Colorado. And she was like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, like, and they, like, they were like, oh, are you guys like from the east? Because we were, com- we were saying like how the conditions weren't that bad. Like it was raining, but we were climbing. And they're like, oh, you guys like from the East Coast or something? And like, yeah, we were all at, we had all lived on the East Coast at one point. Like, yeah, we live here now. And oh, okay. You know, and they just kind of like turn their shoulder and then they're like, (laughs) they didn't say anything. And then my wife asked about them going back to Boulder. Like, oh, when are you guys going back? They're like, we're leaving today. And it was pouring rain. (laughs) And so she was like, hey, you know, Glenwood Canyon might be shut down, I-70, like this, you know, where the burn was, mudslides and shit. You might want to like just Google it before you leave. And they're like, We'll be fine and just left, you know. But like we joke about that all the time. The where are you from? Boulder, Colorado. Like, who the fuck says that, man? Nobody says, Oh, I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm from Bishop, California. I'm from Squamish, British Columbia. No, dude, fucking everybody knows, man. Just so that's like, that's like to me, that was like. They didn't have to say where they were from. I knew it. Like when they said that, when they qualified the state too. Right. I'm from I'm from Boone, North Carolina. Like no, dude. You know what I mean? I'm right. from Moab, Utah. 
Right. Lander, <laughs> Wyoming. Right. We all know, man. Okay. Just shut up. Uh, well, Piss me off. I mean, anyway. I'm not wrong, right? Like they've like it's boulder, a thing. It's clearly boulder a thing. climbers have had this reputation. Yeah. For that like, guy, that guy uh, and his fucking yeah. partner, right. they embodied that. Yeah. That was quintessential boulder. And the funny the ironic thing is is your is Whitney, your yeah. wife is OG Brightful Climber from yeah. before these fuckers were probably even climbing. Yeah, right? like yeah. warming up on their project kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. So, Boulder, anyway. Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah. for the sake of Rose and Andy. Don't trip over yourselves filleting each other yeah. on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, it definitely needs oh, a, we're to- from Boulder. a tone, a tone down. <laughs> well, and the thing I don't like about people from I, I like people from Boulder, but the thing I don't like sometimes about people from Boulder is that they'll tell you about your crag as you're standing there telling them that you live here. Oh, yeah. And you're like, no, I live like down the road. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, let me just tell you about this route. This one right here, you know, it's really sick. And I'm like, yeah, I, I live. Yeah, I put it up. <laughs> I live- <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, and so, it, yeah. So chill out, Boulder Rose, people. Was it Rose? Rose. Thank you, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's one that's that's that Mike wants to die, and we've talked about it for years. Is it okay? Should we kill it? What's what is too much? Our fucking tick marks. Oh man. I mean, how it, do you it, guys feel about tick it, marks? It it, hmm. it ties into the whole gear stash thing, you know. And it, like when it when it affects land manager attitudes towards climbers, then it's a problem. I mean, it, it it's simple as it's as simple as brushing, you know, brushing your tick marks or whatever. But isn't chalk a tick mark? No, because chalk is a little bit. It's a little bit more ambiguous. Like, oh, that could be guano, or like, oh, that could be. I don't think that the. I think it's an aesthetic thing. I don't think it's like it a absolutely land manager is. thing. But like, you know, tick, or I think tick, the I think the best argument against it is just it's an aesthetic thing. Yeah, totally. But that but like But only comes, for climber's sakes, not like other not people who uh, aren't climbers. I mean, I think land managers hiking around could could take issue with tick marks all the time. That that land manager boogeyman drives me nuts is an argument for why we should or shouldn't do something. Mm-hmm. I I don't really? think it's a, Yeah, well, in some cases it obviously is a very important issue but in general if it's just like this anonymous boogeyman that might be offended if they come across something that blah blah whatever it is that that drives me nuts okay and it's like the i think the tick mark thing is either you like them or you don't and they aesthetically bother you or they don't so, but is so there, is I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit okay, because i think that like there's there's a lot of shared space out there there's there's you know hikers and other users and chalk looks like, eh, you know, like it could look natural. But as soon as you put a tick mark, like a foot long tick mark, it looks very human. And then it looks a little bit offensive. And it may not be offensive to the land manager, but it's offensive to a hiker or whatever. It's sort of like. I've never met a person who's like offended by chalk on anything. And most people, I've, I think, don't even see that. So, again, I just think that that's like. My personal experience is I've never met someone like that, so that's why I'm maybe making that argument well, that this is like this boogeyman. And what so you're saying after too I fight like, Mary, I have to fight okay. Andrew now. Yeah. Well, I might fight you on Let's, this too. So. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then we're all going to climb. And then we're going to hug. And kiss. <laughs> we're all going to hug and kiss. Moist after rock. The fight. Thank you. Moist rock. Um, and, and I think what you're getting at, Andrew, is that like 
if you were if you are some you know naturalist that notices the chalk or has some idealistic you know problem with it the differentiation between some glommed on chalked up gigantic hold and the fact that there's a little line on it is not going to make any difference to you the chalk itself the the three foot circle of chalk around that sloper is more offensive than a little nugget on there but Mm -hmm. i i I go a step further in saying that I don't even think most people notice that or find it offensive. Right. I've, I've just haven't mm. encountered that in the real world. I think the that argument, I just think it's a scare tactic. Right. That used to, to make arguments. Easy. I think it so was you think, like as long, like, so like stick clip shaming, there's like tick mark shaming. I have no problem with tick marks. Well, the, the one thing that Mike, I think brought up, if I'm remembering right, is, is also stylistically like the, the gigantic one. You know, like reaching around to the jug where there's like a two foot tick mark, you know, leading you to this humongous hold kind of shit too. Like he he implied, and I think we've we've talked about this with actually literally talked about it with chipping. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about it with stashing, like there's ways to kind of do things that you know, mitigate the sort of yeah. offensiveness. Yeah. You of don't it all. need like a two foot tick mark, is right. what you're getting at. Or you don't or need what a tick mark on every single foothold or what have you. Yeah. Right. You know, this actually reminds me of something, though, that you might not know about. When you go dry tooling and somebody oh, yeah. drills the holds and, oh, then, yeah. and then they take pink chalk and they mark every oh, single hold with pink chalk. And I will tell you, I've been dry tooling for nine years. And I love the fact that I know where to put my little tiny nubbin on. Like, I love knowing that that pink chalk mark is marking my way 100%. That's interesting. It's so great. I want want to note that friend of the show, Andy Rather, and uh, someone that Andrew knows anyway uh, from his time in Rifle, is just broke a molar gritting his teeth because you wrote in about fucking drilled like dry tool tool roots. (laughs) Well, I guess... (laughs) It's a whole other topic. I I haven't put too much thought into that. I didn't know... I I knew that people had had ticked up holds in that way. I didn't realize it was painted on. It's it's pink chalk. Oh, it's pink chalk. Yeah, Yeah, it's not paint. paint. No, They get basically sideways chalk, right? They use pink sidewalk chalk. Like I even have... Which is oil-based. But I guess that's kind of good, though, because then you're not like scratching around and gouging out the rock even more. Like you're not like... Yeah. It's it's kind of keeping it into one find area. It does. You're gonna get your. This is like you're you're right now like revealing secrets. That but people, dry tooling, stupid. like the dry tooling people don't <laughs> yeah. want everyone. To know it about. is dry tooling is so stupid, but it's so fun. Right. It's, it's like the it's like gym climbing. Part of climbing. It could like, be. There's nothing dumber than dry. Tooling. It could be so dumb, but it is really fun, and it yeah. feels really. Is it dumber than speed climbing? It's oh, dumber yeah. for, <laughs> for sure. sure. <laughs> for sure, dumber than speed climbing. No, there's nothing dumber than. Dry <laughs> it's tooling. totally the dumbest kind of climbing you'll ever. The rating system, the reason to do it. It's, I don't know. I mean, I think like, giving, like and, and giving, I'm not even it's like ki- it's like if you went kayaking like <laughs> down a grassy hill, <laughs> like it's so it's, stupid. It literally is almost like that. And and I don't even. I'm not a purist. Like I'll wear my rock climbing shoes, but use my tools and follow my little pink chalk path. It is really <laughs> stupid, but it's so fun. He's speechless, and he's speechless. <laughs> I got no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Killing, uh, killing dry tooling was not on the list. So it's not on but the, the list. But the whole chalk year. thing, I mean, 
on Moonlight Buttress, the last time that I was on it, which was like three years ago, there were literally like, if I were to hold my hand up like this and my fingers are like the chalk marks, like chalk marks an inch apart on the crux, like the entire length. The, I think ticking cracks can be, especially what it you're was, describing, where it's so confusing that you can't even... You well, don't even know what, what's what. It's your what. finger was, size dependent too. Like you like this particular part because your fingers are this right. big. And, and then somebody else likes it, likes a different part. And it was just the most annoying thing because yeah. even if. Don't take cracks. Yeah. It was like, even if well, it wasn't. Or clean them. Uh, clean them after you take them. You're the crack. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's fine to take it, but it's I not mean, fine to leave. Chalk, I, I, isn't it back to. Isn't it, from each other. I mean, what wasn't there often an ethic or. Maybe there still is, and you just mentioned it. This idea that when you're done, you clean them off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I that put, doesn't I go put, on. Like if I do like a like a new route or a first descent or something, I put dirt on all the holds, like so people have no idea. You know, <laughs> just keep them in the dark, man. You know what I mean? It's a little mud actually. Yeah, little Take out all the bolts. Too. Yeah. <laughs> or loosen them slightly. Some might pull. I don't know. They're gonna have to <laughs> use a nut and sling it. You never know. <laughs> just, Whack off all over that sloper. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I don't think, I just put in here, I don't think most of us have like a hard line on tick marks. It's just, it's sort of part of climbing, as certain types of climbing. But mm. I tick my gym holds. It is good to clean them. Do you clean yeah. them up? What do you, you mean? Get you a take your gym holds. Yeah, I mean, what does I that like fucking mean? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what do you mean you tick your gym holds? I tick my like gym holds. Like if, there, if there's like if there's yeah, like a place on the a hold, macro volume with like oh. one spot for the hand, it's just like one spot where it's good, and the rest of the hold yeah, but stinks. Once I'm you find that it. one spot, like isn't it easy to remember where it is? I want to send sooner than all in like right, eight all tries. Right, all right. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Like they're gonna take that hold down. Plus, every gym hold these days is like four th- sizes too big. Oh, don't yeah. even give me that. Should have been on the kill list. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, stupid Macro fucking giant, giant, grabbing one yeah, spot. Like I agree. Giant, the blobs, I like the world blobs. cut yeah. cup. Do you follow expensive holds? boulders on Instagram? No, but, it's fantastic. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Oh. Um, All right. This is regional. I think because hmm. I want to know: Have you guys ever encountered in the wild? Someone wearing a GoPro on their helmet yes. while they're climbing. Yes. Yeah. Sasha Julian. <laughs> She's going to sue us again. Oh. The reason we're in the law office is here. Right. No exactly. comment. We're, this is all immunity. We've, we've created a dome of immunity here at yes, the Bergman Yes, I offices. have seen the GoPro in the wild. Really? Yeah. yeah. Where? Well, having, why have I not having, seen this? Having guided I don't and, get around and like guiding much. recent yeah. in right. recent times, right. I've I've seen people wear GoPros on helmets and talking while they're climbing. Right? Yeah, bro, this is sick. So Woo! they can then have a, a reel mm-hmm. or a TikTok yeah. to do later. If yeah. I see one of those, I take my stick clip and I whack it off like it's a tee ball. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Yeah, I've seen it. All man. right. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Me, do it. Oh my God. Here. It's just right next door. Oh. Here's your key. Should we keep going without her? Oh. No. We no, can no. talk about NFTs or crypto. <laughs> just go. Hurry. It's right NFT, next door. Just yeah. run around. We're, go- we're getting late here, but we have a little bit more to do. Nah, you guys okay? Yeah. Uh, it's catching up with your social. Yeah. I gotta, I, I'm trying to find some like angry tick mark posts. 
You know, I'm sure there's some. Yeah. yeah, I just found this post that says, "Stop tick marks and excessive chalk." It defaces the boulders we all love. Not only does it detract from the aesthetics of an area, it also hinders the next climber's experience. You know, but is this a climber saying that? Yeah, who doesn't like tick marks? Uh, coalition. Oh, yeah. Which coalition? The uh, Carolina Climbers Coalition. Right. Yeah. Well, they're in Carolina. Do they have this tiki type, torches? This type of egregious chalking has also shown up on lands where access is even more fragile than the CCC-owned Nybauer. Please stop and please share. Hashtag likes. Right. I think tick marks are sort of um, another one of those like horses that are out of the stable and it's not even worth stopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, it's not that it's not worth stopping. And I guess maybe we could like well, slow the- it down, but it's like it's... Well, I, what it is though is that like if if tick marks are so offensive, then like when you see the tick mark, brush it. Like it's a very non permanent problem to a certain it's extent. Like, it's stupid. You're putting chalk all over the boulder, right? And then you put more chalk on it, and it just happens to be called the tick mark. It's like spraying someone who's in a pool with a hose, <laughs> and then then complaining that you're getting more wet. <laughs> That's what they sound like. If you're complaining about tick marks, that's what you sound like. So if you're gonna, you gotta roll back to no chalk. Yeah, we'll 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 listen. We'll listen to your no chalk arguments. Yeah, yeah, and which is could be a legit argument. I mean, there's like you can't use colored or you can't use climbing chalk in Garden of the Gods, right? right? Yeah, and there's other places. Yeah, yeah. Capital Reef. You have to use um, brown chalk. That's a different argument. Yeah, but it fits. Yeah, if so, how do they tick mark there? (laughs) <laughs> spray paint <laughs> chisel and hammer yeah chisel and hammer big old arrow <laughs> drill <laughs> sorry you said I couldn't use chalk so I decided to use this just use the chisel instead no they just use they solution. use colored uh, duct tape yeah <laughs> um, duct tape on the yeah. Anyway, I mean that's just the thing, right? If, right? if the chalk isn't offensive, then the tick mark shouldn't be. But it's a it's a fine line because. And the funny thing is, what they said in there about the the previous climbers' experience has been was the original anti chalk argument. You know, yeah. Chenard made, and we're like, well, I want to be able to figure it out for I'm myself, but I can't see if yeah. I if I know where the hold is. Yeah. And the funny thing I thought about that is that rifle. Oh. For example has passed that mark right. where everything has chalk on it. It's like, harder. Like 30, yeah, it yeah. totally is. Like yeah. I've thrown for things that are nothing. Yeah. And it's, they're yeah. like fucking a yeah. blob of chalk. And you're yeah. like, oh, that must be a jug. Yeah. And there's nothing there. Right. Because everybody hangs and they like touch everything. Yeah. So it's like gone the other direction, just like the polish. Yeah. That's what I've argued lately too. It's like, well, it's super polished. I'm like, yeah, but like it's not getting any more polished because it's reached polish equilibrium <laughs> polish max yeah and like yeah. every you should feel lucky because every hold is like a like a 20 carat diamond like it's impervious to damage now sure it's and, not getting any harder right and you should just feel lucky that you get to grab all those diamonds. It's like everything feels the same now yeah exactly yeah. so it's like it's like ice climbing or dry tooling uh, you have the same hold every time or speed climbing because it's the same route so we were talking about gopros yeah. sorry yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen GoPros. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim, oh, Tim is here. not. Tim is not down with GoPros. I, dude, Tim's great. I mean, he's right. <laughs> I, the, well, because he also points out that even if you do put the footage on, it's like terrible jerky. Oh, fucking, it's so it's bad. Like, it's like Blair Witch on steroids, yeah. man. Like it, it's so bad. 
And like the thing is, is like the 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 GoPro thing where it's like, oh well, like now you have the beta. It's like, no, I fucking don't because like I can't see because you, you don't nothing is in focus for more mm-hmm. than two seconds. So like you know, it, it's just eh, no. All right, yeah, GoPros are out, man. It's kind of dorky. Kind of a big old fucking thing Dude, sticking out. I, I saw a guy yeah. with a GoPro on his dog, like hiking this summer, and I told him, "I was like, man, hey, let me catch up with you later and get that footage." You know, like, <laughs> where's that dog going? <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. Like, Have you ever seen that that one? <laughs> it was sort of viral of the dog, the dog go. It was like an early dog GoPro uh-huh. where he like runs out of the house and through the yard and like, and then he jumps off this pier into the water. No, oh, it's pretty good. Was it good? Oh yeah. Cause it's like you could just see he's like you just see him his like his little paws and look how at you you're into the GoPro yeah I mean on the dog not on a <laughs> yeah well, everyone's, that's what everyone's you trying say. to get, capture that viral moment like right. the reason the GoPro's on the dog is yeah. that maybe on that day a bear will you know show up in the woods mm-hmm. and the bear's like you know fucking a deer or something <laughs> and and it'll be something that no one's ever seen before right, and be yeah, like whoa yeah. that's yeah. cool that's crazy and then they'll get you know all yeah. this money i mean this YouTube. shit like literally like most of this shit goes back to social media yeah it being the root of the evil uh, so? of whatever it is well we're almost there okay um <laughs> all right so gopros really, they gotta die dude i mean it's pretty bad look it's yeah, a pretty bad. I, I think it's a T ball. It's, yeah. it's dorky. Drone totally footage is dorky. cooler than GoPro. Yeah. But even amateur drone drone operators can go fuck themselves too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, climate activists that are all talk and no walk. Ooh. Wow. Well, I made that up. Oh. <laughs> Matt didn't. Matt, Matt but but it was it was an argument I've heard. I've listened. I've heard like the flying? rebuttals of it. Um, I understand the intellectual rebuttal of it, uh-huh. but the, but yeah, Matt Matt's over the like, the pow yeah. people, you know, dropping the knowledge about climate change and heli skiing. Yeah. Um, the climbers who are like, yeah, we need to we need to oh, you yeah. know we need to stop these glaciers from melting, and you know this year alone I'll probably fly to the Karakoram like six times. Sure, yeah, or so, drive to Rifle like six times. I yeah. mean, either way. I'll, I'll, I guess that's what it's we'll a get little into. different. When you're but... done googling NFTs, uh, oh no no no! Emissions. Wait 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 a minute, my friend. <laughs> that is my job. I work in carbon oh, emissions. Oh, here we go. Oh, so right. well, I will let say, me stand down. <laughs> Please tell me how driving to rifle is the same as flying to the Karakoram. I'll tell you why. The floor is yours. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um... <laughs> wow. It's getting a little aggro. <laughs> oh. So this is this logic. is why, and I'm only going to say this speaking from like a level of trying to be mastered in this mm-hmm. because my PhD studies, because I'm getting a PhD right now. No big deal. Yeah. Is in sustainability education. Is that an NFT or a PhD? PhD, okay. my friend. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, my focus is on energy economics related to the transportation industry. Okay. So I look a lot at carbon emissions and how different industries within transportation are, you know, higher or lower than others. And driving in a personal vehicle is actually the number one cause of carbon emissions in our country, more so than aviation. So... But isn't that just because there's just fucking more people driving? Well, what I'm getting at is that the argument 
that we were just discussing right. was how aviation was more emitting more carbon than you're saying total driving. driving and i'm is, saying total yeah driving is more and oh, and in more fact drive it's cl- driving fly, in personal saying. vehicles that is more so you can't blame public transit you can't blame but i have you a know, leaf what about electric vehicles yeah i have a tesla that is amazing. I literally, I he I doesn't, I literally do. I know you do. <laughs> Thank you And I've much. ridden in your yeah. vehicle. But I'm just saying that when. But like if those same people that were driving to work took a fucking flight. To the they, should, they shouldn't be complaining about it. Right. I think the, the spirit of the question is more just the sanctimony around. Totally. Yes. Around. Yes. The hypocrisy. Around very yes. prominent people who. Yes. Are, you know, have this job, this stupid job of being influencers. And so companies that We're are. There. We have arrived. That um, want <laughs> companies that want their messages out will pay them to do that. Or advocacy groups that have a very, you know, genuine message around what's best for the environment will you know, solicit that their platform to get that message out. My big thing is that I don't think that climate, like the problem of climate change doesn't need more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a problem, but we all know that it exists to some degree. And so what I'm I'm interested in hearing what the solutions are. And I'd like to have that, like those kinds of like Mm -hmm. hard, sticky policy debates. Mm -hmm. I don't need, you know, the fucking best rock climber skier in the world to tell me that climate change is a problem. Right. I know it's a problem. So in other words, you know, awareness, you are aware. I'm aware that there's a (laughs) problem. And most climbers are aware. Yes. Yes. And we just choose our lifestyle based on our climbing needs. And then we sort of like backpedal to try to like fill in our carbon footprint gaps or whatever. So what was, what was the listeners sort of, that was it. Matt, 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 who, and he was not the only one. So I apologize yeah. if I'm, but yeah, this idea that, you know, this, this awareness campaign that doesn't follow by you actually doing something personally mm-hmm. to mitigate your yeah, own, man. you know, and the best and, way to save the earth yeah. is to shoot yourself right, right in the fucking I know. face. And, well, and that's the problem. Like, and, <laughs> and like, again, like a, a, Andrew and I have d- talked about this, like, and we've talked to climate activists, including people from higher up in POW, uh, which is Protect Our Winners, mm-hmm. which is yeah. sort of the skiing thing. And, uh, you know, I intellectually understand that, like, there has to be a larger systematic change. It's not going to come from the bottom up. Right. You know, people are going to stop driving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like you just said, we're we're not offered these sort of economically viable options yet, necessarily. It's got, you know, and, and you know, there's like, whatever, 50 industries. It, literally like 50 companies actually that that Create are causing like of, so there has yeah. to be these yeah. giant systematic changes so me driving a rifle and back which is your point andy like if i stop doing that does anything happen no so well, maybe, I, I but but i get all that i understand all that yeah but it, yet it still also does bother me a little mm-hmm. bit to have like the again the sanctimonious like hey you know, and I used to joke that like I knew when North Face had told their athletes to, <laughs> to put out a message yeah, about because all of a sudden, like half the people I'm following were like all in unison, like yeah. climate change is important. Well, that you know, should be the, from, half the people you're unfollowing. Well, and that's the thing. It's like from say use or from yeah. Everest, ba- you know, yeah. a base camp. From the, the team Karakorum. summit in the Philippines. Right. Where we flew everybody in. Yeah. To, yeah to, it's definitely more yeah. self-aggrandizing or yeah. just like. It allows them to lead their lives and give themselves, you know, kind of 
moral cover for themselves, mm-hmm. a story that they tell themselves that they're mm-hmm. they're doing good in the world and whatever. They probably they're doing better than a lot of people just by sharing a message that I believe in, but it's just that sanctimony I think bugs us and I don't think that's what's needed. And it all comes down to this like we just have these huge problems that we don't know how to solve in this world. And so we focus on tiny little ways that we feel like we can have some control and power in our life doing something stupid, like banning plastic straws, which is like the most minor thing that could possibly be done in terms of plastic. But back to the climate activist. I mean, does it bother you guys? Yeah, dude, it pisses me off. Oh, man. really? Uh-huh. Cause I don't <laughs> think it bothers you that much. You, you've come. You've- no, it does. It bothers it- I mean, I I understand it. I under, I get why people are doing it, but I just don't think it does anything. And I don't give money to like POW. I don't give money to those organizations. I don't I don't really support what they're doing because if their message is just we need to talk about ourselves and talk about mm. this issue in a way that allows people to feel good about themselves, I don't think that's helpful. Look, we're all hypocrites. I mean, that's right, that, right. that that's line of thing. that yeah. line of argument only goes so far. Yeah. So I, I think that it's not helpful to like point out that the POW activist on with a no, hundred thousand no, people that. on. I'm on, saying that like that's a reason why. I, I know you're not saying that, but that's what what we were talking about yeah. is like why does it bug us that the person who's flown to the Karakoram ten times this year is telling us about climate change. Well, it's because they're hypocrites and on some level. But and, so are we. But so is everyone. Yeah. And so that, <laughs> yeah. that, totally. that still driving a gas powered car. Right, right, right. My argument isn't that we shouldn't ignore them because they're hypocrites. It's that it's just not helpful. I don't think it what they're mm. what they're doing is making a difference and, and that's the reason that the, Well, but I think that there's like gradients of hypocrite hypocritism. <laughs> hypocrisy <laughs> thank you there you go i like, I like hypocritism <laughs> hypocritism um, but there's gradients of it and so i think what bothers your listener yes is that, uh, matt yeah like matt does what he does for climate change i'm sure um but like there's bigger hypocrites out there like we're all hypocrites right, right. like if if we really cared we would all just like go flutter yeah, but float away in the river who wants to live in a world where we're like if like putting ourselves on us on a you know a totem pole of who's the worst and who's the best you know have you been on instagram <laughs> i mean <laughs> that is what it especially is especially on this like macro <laughs> no i know stuff, I, you know yeah I, mean? I hear like, you but yeah it just yeah it's funny because what i i suspect or i'm like i'm like suspicious of is it's just a it's just another part of their resume so yeah. it gets back to the original thing that yeah. we first talk about and that's integrity right and so if these people just simply said like look yeah the cl- yeah, we're burning up here, man. Like the climate's going down. We're going to Karakoram, though, right? You know, and like, man, sorry, get it well. That's last. what we're doing. Like, get it while it lasts. That's yeah. exactly You're going to be dry tooling with Mary soon. There is only dry tooling. There is only dry tooling now. I mean, I mean, the hypocritical thing. Just yeah. you, you can go down that toilet bowl forever because I mean, fuck, we're doing this stupid thing in this room here, and there's like all these evils in the world that sure. we could be fighting or like you know there was a goddamn uh earthquake in turkey or whatever like you know and a war in russia yeah so it's like i don't get super bummed about it like i'm not attacking these anyone specifically it's just kind of like it just just makes me do the thing i think for me it gets back to the integrity honesty thing of like what are you actually say what what are you actually saying right now Hmm. when you're talking about climate like what, what are you actually talking about because you know, you're not being true to what you're saying on your caption. It's cover. And, 
it's cover, right? Like, and your and your corporate sponsor told you to say that, like, right. and so I think we all see through that, and that's right. what that's what irks us more mm, than the hypocrisy right. of it. And you know, if they would just say like, yeah, like I know we're burning a couple more carbon emissions than maybe we should, but we're doing this kind of cool ascent, I might be like, eh, yeah, good on you, man. You know, right. I know, yeah. I know. I feel that same yeah, way too. But, but, but they would get shredded, so it's like totally. they're yeah. they're in, well, a, yeah, they're that, in like a, they're backed into a corner. Totally. That, that's that other side of this is that there's these this kind of like um, bottom feeding masses of angry online people who totally. see an inspiring trip to like Antarctica, where you climb like the most outrageous fucking things you've ever seen in your life, and on one level you should be inspired by that if you're like a climber and on but then people can't help themselves but be like well fuck this guy like they're we're ruining right. the environment yeah. and the whatever. penguins are oh. all dropping into the and who I, was it that I, I you that had too. on the show recently that took a boat like the guy spent like nine months traveling by boat to yeah, get yeah. here um uh um seb burt that was yeah. incredible but but you know it's funny you say that because he got, I mean he got the their own shit because, I mean you can't win right. No, we live in a modern can't. society. But that's pretty cool that he it tried. It was cool and he tried and then but they they couldn't land in the U.S. because of visas. So then they landed in Mexico and then they got in a fucking van and they drove to Yosemite and so everybody was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know it was just like you yeah. drove in a car. Yeah. All the way to Mexico, he but tried, I know though. he tried. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, no, well, I guess cool. I'm, I'm just going to like I'm going to rifle this season <laughs> with you pushing. <laughs> That's crawl. it. You yeah. can ride. Dude, on you're my back. close. You guys could ride bikes. We probably could. Yeah. <laughs> oh, an e-bike. I mean, this, yeah. yeah, I think an e-bike. Take can make e-bikes. It. Yeah. yeah, but what about the lithium mining bitches and yeah. your batteries? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I know, and then there's that whole thing. Fuck you with the lithium. Yeah, fuck and the lithium. plastic. Yeah. Fuck. We're all doomed, man. I like, know. Let's just drink the whiskey. All right. Finish the this brings us to the end, although this will probably be an epic part of the show. You're going to have a hell of a time editing, my friend. No, dude, it's not. A, I'm not going to edit this just fucking uncut, thing. Just uncut, really? Yeah, I wish, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even when Mary's mom called in, and like, dude, my mom, mom called. I'm leaving her mom, yeah. your mom. <laughs> no, your mom. <laughs> no, your mom. <laughs> so we're not even probably going to get to zombies, but oh, uh, I mentioned the dogs being something that was brought up in a lot of people's emails. This also was brought up in a lot of people's emails: <laughs> is influencers and. I think among at least the people I hang out with in a large part of the media, we've reached this place where influencer is a pejorative. It's like a, a thing you say when you want to just dismiss all of social media or you all wanna, of all you of marketing. Somebody You're, such an influencer. Yeah. And yet <laughs> I don't even I was like, well, what does it even mean? Because I mean, Andrew and I have the Run Up podcast, and I have the Enormous cast. Are we influencers? Like, we post no. on social no. media. No, 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 so no. no. It's, a, before, it's a different job. Before we kill them, we have to identify. You, you have to separate yourself from the herd, right? Exactly. Before you have to know who we're down. Down. Exactly. Like, the fucking, you yeah. always, you know, yeah. you, the disease, the, yeah. the, 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 the cattle with the no, hoof totally. and mouth. Yeah. You got to get rid of the them. The zombie didn't bite me, man. Like, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. What, what is that? Is that a cut on your shoulder? Uh, weird. Are you twitching? What's going on? I just don't feel good. Yeah. Um, it's just a fever. Nothing. Nothing serious. So it's just COVID. 
I'm getting where, highs. Where is, it's okay. You know, is Jonathan Seacrest an influencer? No. No, no. I think there's what, like... There's right, a, so where is it? What is it? Right. That way to say I will attempt to find There's a difference I, between influencer and influential. Ooh, oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't write a name down with this because it was with several. So if you wrote in about influencers, we're talking to you right now. I, I think that the influencer is simply defined as somebody that, that could make their cause or their push on Instagram regardless of whether or not they stop climbing tomorrow. So in other words, like if, if I went out and I'm, I'm posting for whatever company, I don't have to perform. I don't have to clip any change for the rest of my fucking Instagram career. Right. But I could still make content. That's an influencer, right? Okay. I think but, an influencer is someone who, who markets companies or their own like products on their social media feed. And they kind of nominally participate in mm-hmm. some kind of lifestyle activity, but it's really just this like vehicle for selling products for either their but own if you or took like their, some if company. If you took their climbing accomplishments away from the, the, the fold, the climbing would, the, the climbing landscape would look no different. And that's the difference, I think. Like for a professional climbing right. athlete, they have to produce Instagram content or social media content, and they have to like produce climbing accomplishments to stay right. relevant. And so once those are out, I think you like once you take away the climbing accomplishments, that that's what you then have. So- Jonathan Segris is just another guy from Boulder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Boulder, I, Colorado. What's I your, know a what's girl. Your well, I know a girl who is an influencer. That's like her job trade. Mm-hmm. And climbing or just regular, like uh, she's an hair influencer products? for a product, okay. for like a pro a series of products. So is it hemorrhoid cream? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Shall not disclose. You seem to be squirming a lot in that I, chair I want, over there. Are no. we talking about <laughs> you, hemorrhoids, <laughs> Mary? <laughs> it's hemorrhoids acting By up. By the way, <laughs> no, no, not preparation me. H stops the itch. Not me, but Cold. I do. I do know her. <laughs> True, I do know her, and this is what I think is that she. This is my observation. She is getting paid to have pictures taken of her doing rad shit occasionally using their products but it has no influence on the climbing world the climbing world or anything else even if she's pictured with climbing things right. like she climbs but she also hikes and she also bikes and she she's like you know her hair's like flying in the wind and she's holding something so right. we know the aesthetic isn't it a little amorphous? Like what? Well, totally. She's getting paid to do it, it, though. No, you it's know, weird. I want to see it. Right. Well, yeah. that's kind of the thing. It's yeah, like, it's like, it's like, it's like the porn thing with right? porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, no, when you see it's it, it's like walking in the quietude. Yeah, the influencer thing was just kind of was a little bit weird because I think this person, or at least some of these people, were also just talking about like the endless kind of gym content or sure, like mm. yeah, the. Or like I, I actually when I had Anna Hazelnut on the show, we talked about how like there becomes these trends with like certain movie quotes or mm. song lyrics where it seems to start in the kind of like mainstream phase, but then the climbers catch up and they're mm. using the same little tropey or thing. Or the memes or Well, that was the whole quietude yeah. thing. Right. It's was like it? that same oh, right. language where it's right. like all of a sudden I'm reading Posts where somebody's talking about their quietude, right. and then I read another quietude. And it's I was all like, derivative bullshit that people yeah. just like 
steal, steal from each other and mm-hmm. then just do their own version. Right. Of yeah. That, that's kind of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and so like when you're talking about selling products, I think some of these people were just simply talking about the people that are, I mean, because that's the weird thing is like so many of these accounts don't, I don't see a product with it. It's just like oh, growing not- followers for their own sake, I guess, because then they get paid by the algorithm. No, they'll sell the products. And- yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll do a they'll do a, sponsor a paid post. post. Paid but people, hours. here's the other thing, and this is really like the 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 thing that needs to be hashed out. Sure, is the fact that I get I hear so much of like negative attitude about these influencers, and yet we ourselves feed them somehow, like again, either I, against our will or or you simply don't like the influencers you don't like, but you like the influencers you do like. Like I have accounts uh, where I'm like, oh, these guys are clever, and then these guys suck, and so it's like you want your influencers, but you you want the general world of influencers to disappear. Do you know what I mean? Okay, it's like so a weird what, thing where we're right, we're feeding like, that we're feeding the beast. How? What? Well, what that's what I mean. I mean, what, what influencers do you want to stick around? Oh well, I like Anna. She's an influencer. I don't know I think if she's so. an influencer. I Why think not? it's she, an, an she actual job title. It's a job title. Yeah, it's a remote job title. I mean, the climbing world's such a small thing, but like, there's like 16 year olds making 20 yes. million dollars a year on TikTok as influencers doing fucking dumb shit like yeah. dancing, like literally just dancing. They're making 20 million dollars yeah. a year. They could buy everyone in this room. And make us their slaves, like, yeah. Basically, well, like a fifteen-year-old kid who, from dancing on TikTok could do that. All right. Well, what about climbing? Yeah, that's what yeah. I want to know. Like, I think that like you, you've not like is Magnus so I, an influencer? I have so fucking lutely. <laughs> Magnus, yeah. And my he, point, he dresses up as an old guy and goes right. like tears it up at the gym, and you're like, and he yeah. says he doesn't really climb anymore, right? And he just does his YouTube. But the but the point is is that with a lot of things like this. And I mean, even with the pal thing, it's like we forgive the people we like and then we categorize everybody else into the negative part of things. Well, clearly not everyone doesn't like them because they're all followers. Exactly. That's the point you're making. My point is, is how do they exist if we all hate them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I swear to God, if you ask anybody, you know, if they like follow influencers on Instagram, they'll be like, no, like an influencer is stupid. That's a stupid thing. I mean, within climbing. Right. But then they all... They're oh, still out there. I encourage people to clean out their who they follow right. list occasionally because sometimes you just like follow some of these people and then it's like, why am I? Yeah, what am I getting from their content? Like right. they're not, they don't ever say anything interesting, I, and they're often just trying to get me to like notice a, a product that mm-hmm. is paying them fifty bucks or whatever. To I think the bigger issue with the influencer thing too is that like there's companies that are starting to look at as influencers. Look at influencers as better marketing material. Oh, they just, yeah. Eddie Bauer just dumped its whole right. team. And for that was a whole dust up. Yeah. And everyone's like, wow, Eddie Bauer, it's like, they're never going to support you again. And it's like, who supported Eddie Bauer in the first place? Like, anyone? I think we're at the tail end of that, actually. I mean, yeah. I feel like that trend's been happening. It, it, cr- that's the reason that we don't have Climbing Magazine anymore, mm-hmm. is because advertising mm-hmm. dollars went away from print into. Influencers. Yeah. It, it's much easier instead of spending, you know, fifteen thousand dollars on one print ad, you can take that money and give, you know, fifteen people with one hundred and fifty thousand followers a thousand dollars 
for the year. Yeah. And that'll be like my more effective. So I have a question too, is like, are we too old? Dude, we might to be, be yeah. to really understand the influencer thing. We might be, man. We gotta call it dude. Taps next year, you gotta have some like twenty somethings. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mary. You're I think you're the youngest here. How old are you, Andy? No. I'm like twenty six. <laughs> 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 dude man you've been fucking yeah, smoking crack you've been since you were like 14 hard, Andy. at that point <laughs> i'm like benjamin button man i hit, I hit. <laughs> just getting younger every day yeah man feel great first baby's here i'm getting younger yeah yeah, yeah man what do you dude my poor wife man she's getting older and older and i'm getting younger and younger Pretty soon she's gonna be here in these law offices <laughs> fighting the court. Um, no, I'm I'm gonna be forty this yeah, year. Yeah, but I mean, so it like, just feels like yeah, you're the youngest. We might not, because yeah, the other thing yeah. is like I've I, you know have I bought? I'm like you, you know you think you're like above advertising in general, like oh those this doesn't affect me, but then you kind of examine like well why did I buy that? Did some little thing? And you know it's like the Normacast advertises so. <laughs> I mean, there's billions of dollars that go into advertising. Like it, it, it works on some level, but it's not like I can think of a time when I was like okay. watching a fucking TikTok and it was like, yeah, yeah. get this thing, you know, <laughs> Astroglide or whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, I need some Astroglide. I don't know why, but I'm fucking buying some right now. It's funny you thought you know, of that like, one, Chris. I'm just get trying some to like hot too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so preparation <laughs> each exactly like. I'm just like, God, does it work? Have I have I unknowingly been influenced to buy shit by some Okay, so but like what's the problem with influencers then? Like what harm are they really having on the landscape? I think I think the people who wrote in about this was just like the dumbing down, the the Luke Water kind of bullshittiness of it all. Mm -hmm. And I think and I and I wanna say this too, like from our first thing on this show, like integrity, honesty, authenticity to use a it's yeah, like man, always like, been like pretty important to people in climbing, and I think and they I, feel like and it's I think garbage. It should be, but yeah. like that all that also doesn't necessarily equate to dollars, right? It doesn't, doesn't have to be about money. I think what Chris is just speaking right. to is just like that, that spiritual or psychological well-being sense. or quietude. The quietude that, but like the authentic right. and genuine quietude that comes of having intro, an introspective life that you examine and not just mm. like post every fucking thought yes. that comes into your head and put it into this like derivative formula that you know works because 400,000 other people have done the exact same thing before you mm-hmm. and that's what goes viral on this like weird algorithm but that's the- and that's it, it's changing who you are it's changing your relationship to the sport it's right. stealing away like um a, a chance to be unique in in a way and so it's not yeah whatever influencers are easy to ignore and i encourage people to not follow them (laughs) um especially ones who don't bring like any kind of anything joy to your life you know like there are people who probably do bring joy to a lot of people but the cock whisperer yeah there's funny shit on instagram (laughs) for sure have you guys followed the cock whisperer oh god please do that's that's chris's well yeah the influencer thing to me is like Still don't understand what it what what is it actually taking away from climbing, right? Like, is it irrelevant? Mm. It like it's it's so inane that like you just brush it aside. It's not detracting 
from my experience. You're not even noticing it. Right. Like there's lots of people who aren't like you who are being influenced and there that is their, their who vision. Is, who is like f- following vi- an influencer and being like, well, I'm going to show up at the crag and be a total, you know, dude, there's, there, there's a lot of people who have n- never read a single climbing article. Who've never read a single climbing book. Whose only understanding of the sport is through what they see on Instagram. And so all, there's a, a whole generation of people who are being, you know, kind of influence, influence <laughs> and grown up on this kind of content yeah. that this is like the normal way. And this is how, this is how climbers climb and present themselves as climbers. But don't I you think, think that goes should, out the should... window? Like the minute you go to any like, outdoor yeah, drag? I was just thinking like, if you just ignore it and you're not this on social thing. media, yeah. like let's just say you drop social media for right. a month or two. But you don't. No one does. Yeah, but this is you would never even thing. know that that yeah. was like a thing. Yeah, it's not tested enough. We don't know what the effects will be on the people yeah. ten years from now. Right. Wow. I mean, in all like most of the shit would be cured at least in your personal life by dropping social media because you wouldn't know about any of it anyway. Yeah. Like this whole page, two pages of shit I've written down here. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, "What are you guys talking about?" I just yeah. I just go climbing and I She's, see my friends. Yeah, you've you've cracked the code. Like fucking drop social media. Climbing you would just will be never so much know these fun. things existed. Yeah. <laughs> There's also this thing that touches back on this uh, influencer conversation <laughs> that we were just having about what is the harm. And I think that people presenting themselves in these superficial ways that they know what they're doing. They know that whatever they're giving this like very superficial gloss on their life or presenting themselves in a way that's like just, uh, yeah, literally the definition of superficial. That's not healthy either. And it Mm. turns the psychological effect of like flipping through endless reams of this kind of stuff. It turns people who are who are real people who you might meet at the crag one day. There's a real person behind this like superficial gloss and you don't see that on Instagram. And that's that's always been my problem with all of that. It's like I I think what you're we dehumanize ourselves Mm -hmm. by turning ourselves into these like avatars of sex, avatars of Mm masculinity whatever it is like uh, just to like sell something you're you're, you're selling a product but you're selling mm. yourself too are we and talking about influencers though totally specifically this like kind of in content, this content this kind of kind this kind of content that we see we respond to favorably we want to put ourselves in the mix and so we present ourselves in maybe ways that we wouldn't have done otherwise mm. i don't think that's healthy yeah I mean, and I think what what you're kind of getting at is that just that, you know, and so I posited the question, like, what what is the harm that it's doing? You know, and I guess like what you're kind of saying is that the, the harm that it's doing is that it, it's, we all have a responsibility. Making us insane people. Yeah. Like we're, you know, yeah. Like the, the minute I follow some hot content, I'm kind of responsible because I follow that because I like it or whatever. And now I kind of created it. Yeah. But she's getting paid. Like who cares? Right. Yeah, but like, you know, I mean, like, isn't that the argument? That's the argument. Like if you if you went to someone and it's like, what is your shit you're doing? I'm like, dude, I make a million bucks a year and everybody's like, Oh, cool. Never mind. You're good. Yeah, but <laughs> Do you know like, what I mean? Like, isn't that like the final thing with the influencer thing? Well, I mean, there's like an ethical question. It seems like we have like an ethical and moral thing yeah, like, going on wanna, with it. Where do you put po- where is, do you want to put the, the Because it's exactly which is legitimate. And then you've got this other side which is like there's you know, the acceptance of it in a way that discounts the ethical and moral part of it. Right. Or at least minimizes it. Maybe not discounts it. But it's just like what you're saying is totally true. 
Yeah. But that person and you went to, you're like, yeah, you're dehumanizing yourself. And they're like, yeah, whatever. It's just my thing online. Like my friends know me. I'm, I'm this other, it's fine. Yeah. It's an act. It's, yeah. it's just maybe, this thing. Maybe there is a you know person I mean? like that and that's good for them. And I make but money. A lot like, of people are not like that. Right. And everyone in my view has become a fucking psychopath over the last 10 years of social media. <laughs> Like a fucking lunatic, narcissistic psychopath. That's what I think people have become because of social media. Yeah. They've turned into self-absorbed, crazy people. You could get a PhD just on that. Well. It's true. A pretty huge dick. (laughs) No. Um, I I don't know what PhD means. (laughs) (laughs) Mary just got that one. <laughs> she googled. She go- her search history is going to be incredible. <laughs> we'll scrub her she phone just later. Got that one. NFTs. PhD. All right, All right. <laughs> dude. Epic. All right, we got to get out of here. We've been so here a long we- time. All right, last question. Taps. The show. This is like taps eight. Taps seven, taps. I don't know when I started it in the Normacast thing. Are you thinking of taps? Is it taps? Out? Yeah, is it taps hitting taps? Can we taps taps? I, so. I feel like this is a pretty good one. No. This don't, one fucking don't, sucked. Don't tap it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. Oh, oh, oh no. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Are you, though? Yeah. From there'll be like little chicks in the nest, like the the foie gras taps, (laughs) just shoving it down their throats. You know, I'm a cast yeah. foie gras. Just like tell their gallbladder explodes or whatever yeah. fucking happens to them. Oh, we're turning an arm and a leg for this at a nice restaurant. <laughs>